0: Hi, I'm Matthew Clark. Uh, I have done uh, Wonder Woman Rebirth Special in Justice League. You are listening to Eleven O'Clock Comics. I like that. It had it. I think she to. What?
1: Did
2: it have it? What?
3: Yeah, I I think she just tried to uh
2: Chirp in with one. Chirp, chirp. You got to get sure. closer to the microphone as well. Oh, oh sir. closer. Because okay. uh, I'm going to have to send a, a Sputnik to give you some signals. I didn't hear oh, I needed this this week. It's weird, right? It, the week just—it's it's Thursday. It's like what? Where did the hell do the rest of the week go?
3: It started off quick and then it kind of dragged a little bit, but it, it's. I and mean, I'm, I'm I'm glad it's Thursday and, and we're all here. But it was just a, it, it was a weird week. My shit don't drag. I wish it dragged.
2: You're old enough for it to drag. them over your shoulder. I wish that would be so awesome. If I Is had it? one that big, I would not be talking to y'all right now. I've been making movies. <laughs> yeah, I've been making twenty-four-seven movies. Some time. Yeah, no, never. Of course, I would probably be dead. Or in, in prison. Mm. Yeah. Either either or. So I guess the the gods have, uh, they're much wiser than I. Let's just say that. They knew that I would exploit the long thing. So they didn't give me one. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. They give you a BitTorrent instead. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't climb into bed with a BitTorrent. That's for sure.
3: Yeah. Uh, no, sort of you can't. Can. You really can't. <laughs> like tablets. I was
0: gonna say, <laughs> sort of, kinda.
2: Eh. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be more like the the main character in plastic.
3: Yeah. Be killing people and shit. Yeah, All violent I, and shit. I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think your only friend would be a uh, sex doll.
2: It depends on how well made the sex doll was. Like they got some now that are really close to to human beings. Yes. But yeah. the one in plastic looks like, you know. Old school. A little bit. Yeah, but not so old school where it's just like the, the big open mouth with the flat face and the rest of it's like a balloon. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: She looks to be fairly well made but not as lifelike as some of the ones we saw in Stern.
0: Yeah, like a real doll.
2: Yeah, that's cray. Mm-hmm. You know what else is cray? What is cray? That this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 468. <laughs> chirp, chirp. And that's my dog. 469. Right? That's a little man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, put him, put him on the microphone. Oh, he's, he's
0: eating a uh, he's, he's eating a porcupine right. Oh, now. that's he not does. him.
2: That's his. That's a squeaky. No, it's toy. a squeaky toy. Oh. No, it's a
0: squeaky toy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He gets the grease. And this is eleven o'clock comics episode 469. Yes. And
3: I am Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price.
0: Savage, and yes, you are. But more importantly, I am all that is good with the world because I am a unicorn frappuccino blended cream. Oh boy, is it good? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't. Oh, I, dude, you think I drink that?
2: I don't this know. You drink that? everything else there.
0: No, dude. I don't, dude. I, dude, I, are you kidding? I haven't had a, like a carbohydrate in like two, a month and a half. It's a car- you know, I'm gonna drink, drink, I'm going to drink something with seventy car, uh, grams of sugar in it.
2: Oh boy, here we go. Now we're counting not, stuff. Not till
0: heroes. Not till heroes he's not. Exactly.
3: Or the or 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 the trip down.
2: No, you're not a blended unicorn frappuccino <laughs> thing. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Woohoo.
0: You see all the baristas are irate over this drink? Why is that? No. They hate it. They say it's so hard to make Is it really? Yep
3: something like that I mean with all the the quality control and the testing they do, I would think that they would know that if something was so time consuming i mean I know it's limited time right but it's it's i that that doesn't seem so well thought out like it was yeah. someone lost a bet and and that's you know that that's their punishment for for a few weeks i don't know it's it's weird uh, that,
0: that i think
2: surprises the, me the punishment will be actually drinking it
3: or afterwards maybe
0: there's milk in even, it? I mean, I guess it's a fruit-flavored thing, right? Is it? Yeah, I think it's like some berry It looks things. like a smoothie. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. no. Oh, With oh. cream and then some kind of, I think it's uh, two kinds of toppings, a sour blue and then a pink, whatever the pink is.
2: Oh, I thought it was just some kind of coffee
0: thing. No, no. It's one of the like, blended. <clears throat> See,
2: if you go to McDonald's and you pay a dollar, then you don't have to worry because it's, it's, it's just coffee.
0: It's just coffee. It's
2: just
3: coffee. I like get every morning. Do you love it? It's I Not, no. I, I can't say I love it. It's oh. better than it's. It's better than other places, without a doubt. But yes, oh, it's, if you it, just it is, it have a, to
0: stop going to Starbucks.
3: No, I don't. I I have it. There's I, I hit up the one on, on on the campus every so often. Um, but, and, and when we're in the neighborhood. we were at one uh, last weekend. So okay. it's but, it's it's all good. But you could get three. From McDonald's for what you pay for the Starbucks. Three.
2: It's, well, no. Wait Hold on. I, I don't think that's true.
0: Because you, uh, uh. you're talking about you get a coffee, right? I, I mean, get coffee from Starbucks every day, just coffee, and it's not expensive.
2: I mean it's not? It's like two-something.
0: For a coffee? Yeah, but it's, okay. Well, what's a Starbucks? What? I mean, what's a McDonald's? A dollar. Oh, okay. okay. For, for a, next, for a, for a, a large? Time. A dollar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Wow. he uh, just I mean, shut once, me once down. He doesn't want to talk about it goes anymore. up a bit. But.
2: Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> and and you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about sh- th- inexpensive comics Oh, okay. and where to get them. Okay. There's only one place, really. That's Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your favorite funny books delivered right to your door for a fraction of the price printed on the cover. This is probably the last time you're going to hear this is it. I think so. Um, The list of specials uh, for this month includes, from our buddies at Dark Horse, it's the Matt Wagner Grendel Tales Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume 1. Now, listen to these names and tell me why you wouldn't order this. Alan Moore, Stephen T. Siegel, James Robinson, Rob Walton, Darko McCann, Hochi Anderson, Teddy Christensen, Paul Grist, Bernie Moreau, Matthew Hollingsworth, 450 pages, collects uh, parts of Grendel, number 40. The Four Devils, One Hell, one to six. Devil's Hammer, one to three. Devil in Our Midst, one to five. Devils and Deaths, one to two. This is an amazing collection, and it will be the first of, I'm guessing, what do you think, depth, three? Uh At least. Yeah. So you gotta get on the ground floor of these Grendel tales. The cover price is twenty four ninety nine, but that's not what you're gonna pay. Nope. You can bring it home for twelve dollars and forty nine cents. That's half off. That's crazy. Yes. From Boom, uh Mike Plug, one of my favorite illustrators. This is his finest work, I think. And in addition to Plug, you get the amazing visuals of Tom Sutton, Herb Trimpy. Uh written by a dude named Doug Munch. It is the Planet of the Apes hardcover volume one. Yes, they were printed by Marvel, but now boom mm-hmm. oop has um all things Planet of the Apes and they are printing the archives, hopefully. It is a fifty dollar book. But nah, because you're smart and you know where to get inexpensive comics, you go right to d- DCBservice.com. You get this for twenty four ninety-nine. And last but certainly not least, our buddies at Valiant are launching a new series. It's called Secret Weapons. Everything old is new again. Um, Secret Weapons, number one by Eric Heiserer and Raúl Allen. It's a, it's a. Uh, let's see, Haradas in here. Those who survived, but those. But whose powers he deemed to have no value to his cause, that's Harada, were hidden away at this installation. But Livewire, because she's smart, having studied Harada's greatest strengths and learned his deepest weaknesses, since this opportunity where he once saw failure. So you get a bunch of new psyots, or new old psyots, under the uh, guise of live, uh, the probably the tutelage of Livewire, going against Harada. Like, what more do you need? It's number one. It's three ninety nine. but you're smart, and you go to DCBService.com. You know the drill. You get it for $1.99. That's half off. DCBService.com does not mind late orders or order editions, and you basically just have to plunk on your keyboard, and a month or two later, you get comics on your doorstep.
3: So I, I noticed that, um, that the publishers have started releasing their – uh um, July solicits and that usually means that it's time for me to get off my ass and get my order in for the current month. So oh, sure. I'll have that done this weekend. What are you getting? Uh, as far as this month, not not a lot. I I can't. Tales so
2: omnibus again.
3: I I kind of want to, but I still have some of the originals, and I could probably find some more of the originals at Heroes. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where it all ends up. It, it's 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 right next to the gettings I'm gonna get, and I, I, I so we'll see where everything how it all shakes out if it, if it makes it onto that list or uh, cool. Damn it, maybe next time you pay more, but that's okay.
2: What are we drinking, fellas?
3: Uh <laughs> oh, what are we drinking? What are you drinking, Vince?
2: Well, the birds are still up in the trees, and I am drinking the jug wine. It's going to be finished tonight, so I'm going to have to get some more wine. This is the last time you're going to hear me say jug wine. I doubt it. No, well, unless mm-hmm. I, unless the stuff I get next time is in a jug, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, or in cardboard.
3: <laughs> oh, please, please do.
2: I want to hear the crunch of cardboard. Cardboard what? box. I don't care. Uh, I'm fearless. I don't care. You are fearless. What
3: are you drinking, Jason?
0: I uh, am double fisting. Mm. On one hand, I have a can of mandarin orange seltzer. Okay. Mm. And on the other hand, I have a can of strawberry seltzer.
3: Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be like lemon in one and lime in the other. but Close. Oops. You're close. Yeah, I was.
0: <sighs> that fire. Thursday night fire. <laughs>
3: How come he
2: doesn't get chided for not drinking? <laughs> oh, at all?
3: he kind of—he kind of he was. He knows he is. He's—he's
0: he's getting chided. Mm. Oh Lord. are well, you drinking, and, Dap? And bring us up, David. I'm sure you're. Uh, us up your I,
3: I no. Yes, yes, it is. I am uh, the good old standby, the uh, Redwood Creek Cabernet Sauvignon.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Look at you.
3: Someone's got to be the grown up.
0: <laughs> Indeed.
3: So we uh, have a thank you for this week. We do. We do. Um, and I was, I was giddy because I opened up this envelope and C2E2 is this weekend. And it's a bit of a bummer because we're not there. We were there last year. We had an absolutely phenomenal time. Um, uh, Jason's making friends left and right. I, unfortunately, I I think I'm just going to (laughs) go find a homeless person in the city and just say hi. But we, um, not only
0: say hi, to be, kiss them, and give them money yeah, give and him a
3: hug, <laughs> give them money, uh, twenty
0: American dollars.
3: <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of people there that we're not going to be able to see yeah. this weekend, um, and that hurts quite a bit. I miss them so but, much. Uh, the the. Um, one person in particular is going to have, uh, some things to offer. Uh, and one of those things is actually a preview edition for a upcoming book, uh, called Valley of Ashes and, uh, by Christian Sager and Dave Jordan. So this envelope included this preview edition which looks absolutely amazing I'm, I, I, I love the gloss it's it's a um, I like it too it's you know the package is a little different than you know um, where do we go from here and and the sad man and and, and you had uh, the odds it, it's it's but it's a funky looking preview but I was also happy. Because and for some reason I kept thinking this was called Gestalt, but he Say included it again. Say it again. T- <laughs> Gestalt, Gestalt, <laughs> Gestalt. He included his Inktober yeah. series from last October 2016, and it is a it, just it was just a it it's thirty one. Single panels, nice little. Is it? Was it's three by
2: three, Vince? I didn't measure it, but it looks like two and either two and a half by two and a half or three by three. Yeah, it's it might be square. It's yeah, square.
3: Square. It's 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 not in
2: your pocket. Very
3: comfortable. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to envision a, a floppy disk, but the um, but and this this was great to read as it was happening every day for a month. But now you have it all just right here. I'm gonna um, measure it with my Joe Kubert T-square. Do wow. it up. It's actually um,
2: four by four.
3: See, all right. I was right the second time. Yeah. The um, uh, but Dave, Dave Dave Jordan Art.com on Twitter. Uh, I believe on Instagram he is at that Dave Jordan um, Dude has an Etsy store So you can find these goodies uh, He is he he. I'm not going to do the whole roll call Because we're obviously not going to be there But he is one of More than a few people I'm going to miss this weekend But I had a very nice little note Included in the envelope That tells me He will see me in June
2: no, oh, look at that.
3: That is excellent. So yeah, so the fact that we will see him at Heroes uh, lessens the blow of this weekend somewhat. Yes, I agree. Yeah,
2: is now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Valley of Ashes is this the first time we've seen Mr. Jordan's work with color? Um.
3: Oh shoot! Is it?
2: Uh, I can't remember everything, but I'm odds is
3: black and white. Sad Man was black and white. Yeah. And and none of the low-concept stuff was in color, right?
1: No.
2: So
3: right. I'm thinking yes, yes. Wow. And I believe um, Mr. Sager, Jason, doesn't he usually sit next to Treebeard, Mr. Kelly Williams, at the conventions, especially at Heroes?
0: Oh, perhaps. I, I
3: don't recall I'm that, but I that makes sense. pretty sure they sit next to each other. But yeah, so um, it's kind of all... Even though they're not locally, physically next to each other, um, I know Dave was um, stationed at Kelly's table last year at C two E two, and uh, so there's a. But th- amongst the three of them, there seems to be some uh, camaraderie. Camaraderie, yes. Thank yeah. you. So, yeah. I uh, was of the opinion
2: that Justate was his best work, and now I'm not so sure.
3: Yeah. See. Seeing have, this Valley of Ashes is really something, and and Vince has a spirit animal in this book because uh, there's a dude drinking box wine. So the, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's been it, it's been so much fun watching Dave's progression over the years, and and it's just he every time. So, uh, like he's our kid he's our he's our child every, and we're watching him grow and mature with something it's just like this looks amazing and it's like hey and, and and i look back at the older stuff and i'm like it's the same dude that the the soul is there but it's just but 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 his line work the mm-hmm. weight everything just it man which again practice you want something You've got to keep going for it and, and, and just it, – you're not going to get better if you just keep pushing.
2: Nothing that. nothing of value ever comes easy.
3: That's true. Nothing.
2: If you want to be an artist, you've got to work for it. You've got to sweat and bleed and practice and get it down and crumble up the paper and start again and keep going. And that's what we've seen from from Dave Jordan and, and a host of other people. It's just that the perseverance of, among these, these guys is amazing. They just keep putting out work. Like Dave Wactor. Dave Wactor never ever faltered. He just kept working and working and working and working. And I mean, look at his stuff now. And we could say it's that weird. about a bunch of our friends. Like, look at look at this work now. It is getting to a point where they're finding that that unique voice, and it's hard to find that voice. God, some people never do, and mm-hmm. and Jordan has, Wactor has. I mean, it. I love these guys. I I just uh, love to see their their work. It makes me happy.
3: And uh, Daniel White will have – I was going to bring that up too. His new zine at the the show. Well, well, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about it. No,
2: talk about another guy that just makes friends wherever he goes.
3: Very true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see the Facebook post yesterday on his way to the airport? Yeah, the girl on the on the he train. Meets a, he meets a woman and 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 she's reading a comic and he hands her a uh, octopus and and she absolutely loved it. How could you not?
0: Why wouldn't she? Right. That's true. You've got me feeling some kind of way now about C2E2.
2: You know, I, yeah, I there's something about Chicago because. Um, uh, the uh, that's where DAP and I really connected in Chicago. Oh, no yeah, I mean, you know, Reading was fun, but it wasn't. There wasn't a a, a bond at Reading like there was mm-hmm. like there was in in Chicago. And it's just like, uh, yeah, New York is great because it's in our backyard, but Chicago it, it feels well, that's like
0: where we became a show, or at right. least we realized that we were were a. Uh, we're a thing to whatever extent we are a thing, right? Yeah,
2: and then Chris is in Chicago. So, sure, I mean, sure. if if we wanted to, we can get the old gang back together Yeah, for a little but while. But that's
0: why I think, I don't want to speak for David, but that's why hearing you say what you just said is one of the reasons that, that I'm so personally excited to have you come to Heroes, because I, I love Heroes. It's a very different show than yep. C2-2, but I love it so much for many of those same reasons. There's a, a group of... Of friends, some creators, some some just fans like us that 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 congregate around that show, and it be, it's been great to see them and and hang out with them, and it's such a relaxing show from a from a hangout standpoint. Uh, there's no pretense; everybody hangs out together. So I, I'm excited for you to finally be able to share in that because as much as I'm in this moment sad that I'm missing C2E2 because last year was such a blast. I'm excited about going back to Heroes because this time last year, or more more to the point, two months from now last year I was super sad that I wasn't going to Heroes. So, I, I think it's a it's a nice rotation. In a perfect world, we would have such massive sponsorship that we could go to all these shows, be yes. damned. But, but uh, that is not the case, at least at present.
2: It will be. Very soon. I, I, the,
3: the,
0: um, Chicago is definitely... It depends on if people be, check their, their, their Google Sheets or not, but yeah. That is true. Yeah. Imagine. Ladies uh, and
2: gentlemen, um, in case you haven't detected it, <laughs> that was directed at me. Oh,
3: yes. Yes. there wasn't. <laughs> I've been quite passive-aggressive this week. I know. That's okay, though. It's perfectly so. Uh, with Chicago, it's... It, it, it's very near and dear. Yeah. I mean, everything that Vince said and, and two, uh, we were pretty much there from the beginning and we were there yes. for, for a few years at the start. Just fun while um, lasted. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I, we don't really see Chris all that often. And, and it seems to be a place where, uh, oh. it's location is ideal for a lot of people to get there. And, and, you know, around, especially around this time of year. So it's not, um, And and Chicago is also a great place. I even without the convention, I really like the city of Chicago. Me too. And uh, that's Chris rubbing off on me all these years. But it's, I mean, it's 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 open, it's accessible. It's, I mean, not that the convention is like near anything like like say the Javits Center, but at least once the convention's over and you're out in Chicago, there's plenty to do and see. Right. Um, Just don't eat the pizza.
0: well, that's no. the thing that C2E2 and Heroes have over in New York for me, which is that it's very convenient and, frankly, economic for us to stay at my crib, and that's fun. But we are – there is a tendency because it's my home and because we're old men to not really treat it like a full-fledged vacation. Right. We don't have that extra bit of energy because we say, oh, it's been a long day. Let's, let's hit the sack. Whereas when we're in Chicago, or in our case, David, in the past few years, when we're in Heroes, it is a vacation. We're away, so the whole, right. the whole, every minute seems like we're know, filling it with with with. Good well, it tidings. doesn't. It doesn't Did feel you, like a vacation to you because you're in your own home. Right. No. But, the,
2: even no, if it was that, a yeah. festivities like twenty four seven, you'd be like, yeah, I'm still home.
3: That's, but it's be, because it is our our home show, and we're not. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're going to a a house at the end of the day we're not going to a hotel it it feels because of everything that jace just said and and yes with with chicago and and heroes feeling like a vacation because you're away i mean once you're on a plane and going somewhere but that i think is why to some degree new york feels more like work it's really the only time i think the show kind of feels like a job is when we're at new york comic-con oh for real Whereas sure. with the other shows, it's like it's like we're here, we're having fun,
0: and maybe we should just give New York this year.
3: That might I'd happen. be all right with that. I you know just just getting together, just hanging out, seeing Not, else who wants to hang. Yeah, and I I look Boston at comments. like
2: New York to me, aside from being with with all of you, that's different. Roland and you and and Dap and all our buddies in New York. That's why I go. And the five dollar monster magazines. That one guy always has (laughs) five dollar. I mean, and it's sick. The books that he has for five bucks. But I mean, so I buy them. But other than that, like, what do I take away from New York? Like, I don't. When we used to go to Chicago, I used to bring an almost an empty luggage just to bring back all the stuff. I don't do that in New
0: York. Well, there is an extra thing about New York this year that has me nervous. Which is their the, the construction of the Javits has started. Yeah, and so that whole for those that haven't been to New York or the Javits ever, the Javits is a, a reasonably large convention center, but it's been a Frankenstein's monster. It's it's not well laid out. You you would you would think for those of you that have never been that one of the largest most important cities in the world would have a fantastic convention center, but honestly, it doesn't for lots of reasons that we don't need to get into. So what the Javits is, what what it is, and it holds a lot of people, but it's very disjointed in its layout. Yeah. And the best part, I would say, of New York Comic Con logistically the last few years has been Artist Alley because it's been in its own area on the far end of the convention, and that has allowed it to be essentially its own little art-focused mini-con And unfortunately, for those of us that spend the preponderance of our time in Artist Alley, that whole area is gone. That's under construction for at least the next three years, I think. And so this will be the first year where Reed will be running the con without the access to that space. And I know I've heard from a number of artists already that they're very nervous about this year from a commercial standpoint because Artist Alley is going to be relocated into the basement and again, for our listeners that don't know what we're talking about in the Javits, like many conventions, there's several floors. And when you go in, there's escalators that lead down. And generally the only things that have been down there in the last few years have been the holding room for the tens of thousands of people that are in line to get in. And then, uh, con- uh, uh, what's, the, uh, 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 panel rooms. Sorry, I was for, couldn't think of the word panel. Panel rooms. Um, so now some component of that, I'm assuming the room that used to be the holding room, because that's big and open. I'm assuming that's going to be artist alley now. And that may be fine because if that's the space, it's a pretty large space and it is open and high ceilings. So it may be fine, but I know a lot of them are very nervous about that and flow of traffic and that sort of thing. So, um, this could be an interesting year, right? It could be a very interesting year there. There's no weekend. There's no four day tickets being sold. This year, um, so we'll have to see how it all goes. We will, yes. But enough of that. Let's talk about comics, right? There was a particularly disturbing first issue that hit our inboxes this week from Image Comics. That Vince has on the show <laughs> spoken with great anticipation about for. At least two months, I guess until, uh, since we saw the initial solicits. Yeah. And that book is what, Vince?
2: It's a 12 gauge production written by Doug Wagoner. Art by Daniel Hilliard. Laura Martin did the color. It is called Plastic. Number one, as Jason said. And it's, it's hella disturbing. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's, it's about a man named Victor who just takes out and just goes to see the, the, the country, uh, with his girlfriend, Virginia. And Sweet Virginia, they stop at a, uh, little convenient market after having sex. They, they stop at a convenient market. And, uh, while they're there, a bunch of ne'er-do-wells start <laughs> making the moves on Virginia in the car, and Victor does not like that at all. Victor has – he's got control and anger issues, and he messes up the the men pretty badly. Break, uh, broken bones, um, he uh, jams a, a, a cleaning brush down one guy's throat. After I mean before he covers his head with a plastic bag and jams the, the the brush down the guy's throat and you can you can feel the dude's teeth breaking and he's choking and there's blood spewing out of his mouth uh he rips another guy's ear off uh breaks his fingers i mean he messes these guys up mm. uh and then he gets he gets back in the car he's got the guy's ear still on his jacket like doesn't even pay it any mind um and Virginia's nonplussed as she would be because Virginia is a sex doll. She's a blow up doll. <laughs> and um and as we were saying in the intro, she's not the old school um you know balloon poodle oh, with a, with a human yeah. face on it. She she's a, a fairly well made. I mean it, she looks human. Her face is actually kind of attractive. Right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. She's not as plastic as the title would suggest, but I, I'm guessing the title is uh, due to Victor's penchant for plastic bags. Like he he. Well, or
0: she's made of plastic. I thought.
2: Yes. It, well, I don't know because when the the shopkeeper asked him, "Hey, Victor, you know, do you want paper or plastic?" Like it it takes Victor it's
0: probably. Multiple meanings going yeah, on. Yeah, no, right. right.
2: Yeah, it, he's taken aback by the choice of paper.
0: Because Victor is just
3: apprehensive. He, he's aware of Virginia and, and, and her condition. So he, he wants to. I, I think that whenever anybody asks him that, it, it's almost as if he thinks they're referring to his girlfriend.
2: Right. And And while he's perusing. The stuff in the in the uh, convenient market, the the shopkeeper says, you know what, our our credit card machine takes a long time. Why don't you go look at the magazines? You can take some of them out of the plastic if you want. And uh, so there's girly magazines on the rack, but Victor doesn't peruse the girly magazines. He's looking at a travel Rome magazine, where uh, I don't know if he was thinking of taking Virginia. You know, to another country, or you know, he just wants to spend his life with Virginia, and and she's she's not human; she's a blow up doll. But but Victor's actions, uh, because one of the the men that he damaged was the son of one Thaddeus Beliveau, who seems to be a man of of means of power. And uh, he sends his goons out, and they uh, – one of them is a police officer. And, and they uh, capture Victor, and Victor is given the ultimatum. Um, you do something for me, and uh, I'll forget about you sending my son to the hospital. And, you know, no no harm done, no foul. We'll forget all about it. But uh, the thing that um, – Mr. Thaddeus Beliveau wants done is he wants an entire family el- eliminated, and Victor looks like he's going to comply
1: no,
2: with, with Virginia right, with, with Thaddeus's wishes. This is a strange book. You could tell there's a setup going on because when they have Victor tied to a chair, they, they knock him out, and, and when he comes to, he's in a chair, he's bound, mm. and uh, Virginia's hanging from a rope and there's there's two uh thugs you know messing around you know one guy says uh his name's Thomas he starts licking Virginia's leg and and uh Victor thinks tongue and then uh he's looking around he's taking in his surroundings he sees bait he see he he realizes the fact that he's over water he sees a propeller so I'm guessing all of these things are going to – like this Thomas this – people's names. Yeah, this Thomas guy will definitely lose his tongue at some point in this series.
0: You, I think you, you're right.
2: Yeah, you can tell. It's just being set up. That propeller is going to come back. He's going to probably decapitate or really mess someone up with the propeller. So uh, the thing is that Thomas has a history – or not Thomas. Uh, Victor has a history. He was uh, – for 10 years or more, he was a government black ops agent. With a, with a top secret security clearance. And that's what Thaddeus finds out. That's one of the things that he uses as leverage to make Victor do these, these, the murder that he wants them to do. So we've yet to learn all about Victor. We've yet, this is just a glimpse. I mean, this is the first 15 minutes of the movie called Plastic. So it's all introductory. It's just all set up. And, and it is, it's, it's amazing that this, something like this could be a series. Right,
0: it's just disturbing. I'm shocked. Yeah, oh, am Shocked, but but I am I am pleasantly surprised that uh, the series exists because even though Image has a wide range of outputs, I, I don't. I, I I was about to say I don't know that they get this depraved very often, but that's maybe that's not true.
2: Maybe the last thing we saw
0: this raw was happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, or what was that? Um, the book in on the Skybound imprint about the, the crazy doctors. Um, I'm drawing a
2: blank on that. I know I, I can't think of the name. But but all in all, I mean, I, I think it's it's a great start. I, I really like Daniel Hilliard's art. I, I think it's. it's um, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's very clean, very stylized. It's it's in the zone of Chew. If you're a regular reader of Chew, this book will not be uh, visually strange to you. It's more detailed than Chew. Well,
0: yeah, it's this, not this book isn't a comedy though, right? I think it's pretty fine. It's not right comedy. No, no, Vince, it's it's not. You don't think it's funny?
3: It's not funny in the slightest.
0: No, I don't think it's meant. I don't. I don't think it's meant to play funny at all.
3: I think obviously Victor is touched or something. I mean, something happened while he sees he he he's seen bad things. He's done bad things, and, and he went away for two years. And his girlfriend, who he cares deeply about, and allows him to ride the HOV lane, is made of rubber. So there's and plastic, that's not funny. There's no it's it, because it's not presented funny and he is obviously very serious. It's not like he's not he didn't he didn't um, it wasn't a, a, a Jerry Lewis slapsticky kind of way of, of right. him
0: taking out these guys. He was played for laughs. It's, right. it's it's by design a book meant to make you laugh. This book was not meant to make you laugh. I think there are comedic I, elements to the absurdity and depravity of it. But I don't think it's it's meant to make you laugh uncomfortably. I th- to see, I see I I gotta
2: disagree I think this book is black humor at its best
0: mm.
3: it's it's funny I too much humor. I don't it's, see that at all no uh, and and that's we'll we'll be able to tell just who needs to be watched. Closely, depending on how people chime in with their thoughts on whether or not this is uh, funny. It's so, do you think I need to be watched very closely then? Because
2: I think it's funny? It's, uh, you're you're, you're dude, he, tipping at me a little bit. Dude, he attacks uh, a guy with a cleaning brush and yes. he, he's jamming it down the dude's throat. It's funny.
3: Mm. See, it's, I think the way it's presented would determine whether or not it's. Supposed to be funny.
2: It's it's a uh, very explicit book. I mean, the violence is the, there's no holds barred with the. Violence. It's
3: not really. Exag- I mean, yeah, he rips somebody's ear. It's it's not like it's 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 entirely. Uh, but see, when some of the, gets- some of the things that happen in this book could probably happen. I mean, he's obviously. He has special training, so him ripping someone's ear off—I I don't think—is—is is that far outside their own possibility? There's no, whereas, but the fact that when he comes back into the car, he's wearing it—that's funny. Oh yeah, but he's but because he's absent-minded, he's—he's not—he's—he's not, he's, he's not uh, again aware. It's, it, Virginia was—that's. That was his primary concern. She's gotta be safe. So if so he could have ended up nude and, and got back in the passenger. Yeah, but he
2: just brutalizes these people, messes them up, destroys their faces, blood everywhere, and he comes in and he's and, and he's he's he has remnants of these people on his body. And he comes back into the car and Virginia has the exact same face that she yes. had before and he's like, You wanna?
0: Already, it's,
1: like it's,
2: and it, you an could see down her throat. You could right. see.
0: And I think. It. I think it's. I, I view it. If I'm, it, to me, this is written to be like an absurd, over the top schlock horror film. Where because it's so crazy and over the top, there are moments of uncomfortable humor embedded in it because it's absurd, and absurdity can be funny. Right. Yeah. But I don't think this is written to make you laugh. I think it's meant to tell a story that's disturbing i i, yes. I chew is absolutely written to make you laugh it's a comedy book
3: there's nothing cartoony about this the physics in this book are pretty much real there's nothing that 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 goes um you know there there's no safes falling out of the sky landing on someone's head there, there's really nothing in this that's that that made me chuckle at any point well i well then i must have problems because i (laughs) read this thing (laughs) problems but we know that you're you're on you're you're on a little bit of a different level yeah
2: no just like the dead possum in the first panel when when you see the squeak the the, the, like the cars rock and don't come knocking and and in the foreground there's a dead possum and it it looks and you could see the tire mark
3: it looks like they just ran over
2: that's funny
3: to me okay and then uh, no, right, thank you all right that 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 to me but it's it's there's
0: my i'm I, not I, saying it just doesn't play as funny at points no i'm, I'm not right i
2: don't, I, I don't, don't know it's a comedy again well. again i can't imagine what was going through the minds of the writer and the artist when they were doing this whether they wanted it to be funny or not all i'm saying is trickle down i'm at the bottom of the chain
3: i'm reading this i think it's funny and that that does not surprise me it does not surprise me that that you would see this because i mean knowing knowing your love for you know ash vs. Evil dead no know, knowing your love for Right, like
2: bruce things, campbell could play victor yes he very well could sure. you know that's
0: an interesting it's, comparison i was lo- i was loath to make it because of my my being on record of of not enjoying the evil dead and well you know, that's cuz really you're in the, in, you're just in the minority crazy. There. yeah you're crazy well, i get it i get it but but what i'm saying there is i did think of that comparison that because i i, I guess people find the evil dead funny and yes. i guess part of it is supposed to be funny yeah but, but i found, i didn't laugh once when i watched it i didn't but think,
3: i think i i think what makes what helps make evil dead amusing and ash and an army of darkness is Bruce fucking Campbell because of his delivery? Because of really his, his, his expressions. It's just, he's, that's what, look, watching him, and, and I mean, whether it was, whether it was uh, Jack of all trades or, or you know, anything that he ever did with any of the Raimi properties or even his, his, what, what about Bubba Hotel? In Raimi Spider Man. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So there's, there really isn't, I mean, even on that, whatever the hell, uh, burn notice, I mean, there, there, whenever he, is on a screen, you're, you're waiting for him to react or say, or do something. And, and he just kind of exudes that kind of attitude where you're not, everything is really serious, but I didn't get that. Victor has just some, he's, he's stern. He's, he he doesn't have dead eyes, but there's nothing that I find that I, 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 I really—it would be uncomfortable if I heard Victor try to tell a joke. Just in these few pages that I got to know this character, he doesn't come across as somebody who would be um, whimsical or witty. I don't know. Uh, see, I don't see that.
2: Like he's talking. Ch- no, no, it, it, it I, is I, I, no, but but he he's talking to to um, Virginia and he's like well, just about the donuts. You know, right. Yeah, I, I
3: don't know. I, you know, not everyone enjoys cream filled. Like he's just—he's not detached. That is. That's and that's. I mean, and and yeah. If, on on your, if you didn't know at the time that Virginia is a doll, then that you know you, that would just be a conversation. But knowing you know the whole double entendres and everything there are it's so it's written so the writer is is throwing these little jokes in there but it doesn't necessarily mean that that victor's mindset well, is is he certainly does enjoy beating the shit out of these guys
0: yes so i did a quick scan and image comics did a little interview with doug wagner for the launch of the book and in the midst of the q a doug says we're calling this a dark romantic comedy horror and I think you can see why the only <laughs> word anyone's used so far is weird. So, so they're I, I basically think this discussion, covering the bases, yeah. yeah. Right. This discussion does illustrate that it is probably something that defies genre by by design. Mm-hmm. And so depending on how depraved you are, you may find it yeah, not right Yeah, you retomany, may find it funny. Yeah. And <laughs> others may find it a little, a little <laughs> more on the disturbing, frightening side. But either way, I, I don't want to lose sight of the bigger picture, which is that I enjoyed the first issue and absolutely yes. will continue to read it. It's five nice. issues to be a five issue miniseries, so I'm nice. in. Yeah, uh, I, I
3: I absolutely adore the Andrew Robinson cover. Um, I I don't know why. I just I mean, even with the damn brush in his hand and 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 the 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 smile, it just it, there's something about this cover that that I'm just I can't take my eyes off of. Uh, it's good. It's great. There I, were.
2: I love the overlay. The uh yes. the document overlay in the back. That's yep. that's really Well, it's not in the background. It's it's in the foreground and the back. I I think it's great.
3: My my only um the on, the only nit's I really have. Oh. Uh, I know, I know. It was bound to happen. I, I although, you know, I'm I'm like as I'm reading it, I'm like that would have been it, it when when we meet in air quotes, Virginia, for the first time when when we lay eyes on her, I I wasn't keen on the panel placement because it's at the bottom of the it, it wasn't on the reveal page. It was on it, it, it's it, depending on where you're turning the page that it, it kind of gives it away. Um, and uh, I mean, it's not as bad as you know, Spider-Man on Asking in Civil War, but it's it's a um, that caught my eye uh, and. I get it. You know, we're going to move the story along and, and these are the things that you really shouldn't get hung up on because it's pretty self-explanatory that, that this, that, that um, homeboy is, is pretty connected, but he's got Victor's, you know, CV in his hand. And, and it's like, that was, I, I, I'm sure we were going to find out or we just, should assume that this dude is pretty connected and nobody says no to him well, and he's got he money. gets his way right exactly but it's just it's it, it, that was just a little too fast just just so that i mean obviously we we, we need it it's like Jason said it's five issues and and you know but that's that's not the important thing who this guy is isn't shouldn't be where you're going to get so hung up on just just right. this is how it happened well, we're going to keep going.
2: What's that thing he was playing around with in the one scene? Is was that, it a
3: golf club? Or, I, um, I
2: think it's like an Irish thing, isn't it? Like a
3: oh yeah yeah yeah. But
2: I don't know what. But it's solid gold. Yes. So I mean, he's dripping with money. Yes. And this yeah, also yeah. reminds me a lot of Invincible, the art
0: with. Um,
3: and I was going to say Botenheim with uh, the nine. It's some in some spaces.
0: It's so are you saying that I, – I didn't notice reading the comic, but I think you're right. It's, it's a gold shillelagh. Shillelagh. Ah, oh, oh,
2: me damn my shillelagh. shillelagh. It's on my desk because I'm terribly, terribly Irish. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> shillelagh. <laughs> He's going to beat the shit out of somebody with that
0: thing. It's so funny. Shillel is in the D- Urban dictionary and the definition is a misspelled version of shillelagh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, but yes, Did blast you number one. Get it, get it. If you haven't, um, read it. Uh, yes, it's, it's great. I mean, you'll know within the first. You'll know with this first issue if whether you know it's for you or not. But um, yeah, I, I think we will be. Uh, you'll hear about the next four issues. See, I as think as we desert. need more books like this because a little surprised it's an image book, honestly.
0: Why? Witch doc- which Doctor is the book I was trying to think of. Oh, uh, yeah. That was God. great. I like Witch Doctor a lot. Yeah, we
2: talked about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What, uh, uh, what I was saying, I, I think we need more books like this because it's I agree. so against the grain. Yes. This, it, it may have come from Image, but this book feels, David knows what I'm going to say. Avatar? No, it feels like a dark horse book.
0: Oh, see, I think it feels like an Avatar
2: book. No, it's much too accomplished for an Avatar book. I'm sorry, I like Avatar, but
0: this would never come out of Avatar.
2: This is too good. Well,
0: Avatars had more Warren Ellis and Alan Moore product on its shelves in the last five years than any other publisher. Right? Pretty
2: much, they're the Avatar anomaly, right? And Garth Ennis, I know, I know, Manus, right? But but for the most part, the the visually, Avatars. Lacking. More, mm-hmm. often, more often than not. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah,
0: this Speaking of, of of Warren Ellis, did you guys... Well, I know David did. did Vince, did you read Wild, The Wild Storm 2 and 3? No. I read you, 2. I didn't read 3 yeah. You could tell me about it. I don't have much to say.
2: Okay. Then I was yeah, correct.
0: I think it's a... I, 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 I may be burdened by expectation here. Because Warren Ellis is a phenomenal writer, but he's also a writer that is known to have a wide variance in his quality, Mm -hmm. and most people, myself included, link that variance to whether or not it's something that he's truly passionate about, and generally, there's a connection to whether it's his own thing or a big two license thing. Right, exactly. Now, I think a lot of us had hopes that Wildstorm, because in a way, it's him going back to a place he's familiar with would have been a thing that he was really into. And maybe he is. I I don't, I'm not in the, I'm not in the, the man's mind. So I don't know where his head is at here, but I, I've read the first three issues and it has been a slog. It is a book of people sitting around having conversations. It is word balloon after word balloon. And when (laughs) I think of Wildstorm, in all of its, in its best moments and its worst moments, I don't think about talkie books. Right, exactly. So it's
3: like uh, DC's the universal.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 that, that, I I still
2: feel the sting from that slap.
3: With, with slightly better art,
2: but yeah. it's
3: oh god, that fucking thing. Um, no, I, I, read the, uh, I read the second issue, and I felt it a little better than the first, so I was somewhat optimistic with the third, um, and I started, I turned to the first page, and then you mentioned uh, Plastic and Redneck, and I said, okay, well, something else just came up then, mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. I didn't finish, I didn't, I barely started Redneck, but I... Um, you
2: didn't say DC's New Universal, did you? I did. Yeah, because it's not. It mm-hmm. was
3: It was Marvel. Right, right. That's why I, this feels like DC. No, he's saying this. Is oh, got you, got you. Right.
2: Okay, right. oh, I'm a little slow on the uptake. I got. But you. else, well, you're
3: still, you're still thinking about the plastic. It's all good. Yeah. That was the
2: highlight of my week. Plastic. Uh, well, aside from you I've didn't forgotten. read Redneck That's, yet, Vince? I thumbed through it. I think the art is breathtaking.
0: It's great art. It's, it's great totally art. up your alley. The art. It is. It is very much. And Donnie Cates is the new It Boy. It seems Seriously. he's got this, and he's got God Country, and. Uh, I enjoyed re- I enjoyed Redneck quite a bit. It's strange. There seems to be this comics are have these strange cycles, and now there's multiple books now that take place in rural southern settings yep. and have yeah. some kind of quirky twist. Uh, this being the latest, join the bunch, but there's Moonshine with Arman Risso and Azzarello, and then there's there's uh, I mean there's a bunch really, but uh, Southern Bastards I would be the best of the bunch although it's the also one, probably the straightest what the, the one with the zombies the um
3: the most recent oh, one that's uh, coming ca- back. uh cannibal or
0: yeah. carnivore. Can, carnivore no cannibal or carnivore cannibal. cannibal cannibal yeah it is cannibal. cannibal which we which i really enjoyed the first talk yep. it's
3: uh but yeah yeah which is yeah, there's southern Bastards. so yeah there's um mm-hmm. there are it, it's it's happened and i guess it's you had, I mean, well, when we had the British invasion and you had, you know, it was a certain style of writing in the stories that they were telling. And, and now with, with, uh, with Kate and with Jason Aaron and with Latour and, and they're just, I, I guess you're going to kind of write what you know or, or, you know, from your experiences. And, and if the books that you mentioned are entertaining and we find them well done because it's, It'd be like me trying to write a book about, you know, milking cows as opposed to, you know, someone in IT. There's just certain things that <laughs> you're just, you're good at, you, you write what you know. And, and if this is, you know, this is their environment, if this is what they're, they're familiar with, then, uh, then it's going to feel more real, more, more, it's a more lived in
0: universe. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to get too into rednecks since, since hasn't, Oh, that's okay. You can, you can go deep. No, it, I'll just touch on the premise, which is largely people could find from the solicit, but you never know with some of these books, especially the indie books, if, if people read the solicits or know what to expect. The, the premise is, is straightforward. Uh, it's, it is a rural setting and in this case in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. And there is a home full of, Uh, They're a quote-unquote family, but they're in essence a group of vampires of of exceedingly old age. The two young boys, as they were, are both 60 years old, but Grandpa, who I'm guessing is the prime vampire, lives in the attic and never comes out, and he's old school and has old school beliefs, and they've referenced that he's at least a thousand years old. But in essence, they live in somewhat relative anonymity, although it's clear that the Boss Hog character of this town is at least aware that they're dangerous. I don't know that he knows that they're vampires per se, but he's certainly aware of them and their family. And as any teenagers would have it, they're sick and tired of having to hang out at the house all the time and hide out. Oh, and I should mention, it's clear that they're not drinking human blood. They're all drinking cow's blood. Uh, so they're they're making a conscious choice. To yeah, I saw dogs. that one panel where it's that's, right. that's pretty clear. Right, and Grandpa... Is not feeling that, but I guess they, they they we don't know much about Grandpa yet. We just know that he lives in the attic and he's old school, uh, so I'm sure his he'll have an arc. But uh, the two boys of the family are understandably bored and fed up, so they decide to go into town for a night on the town. And Dad is very worried because he just doesn't like the idea of young wild. Boys going out in the town and getting into trouble, given that they're vampires and that things could go tits up. And as you might imagine, I won't get into the details, but things do, in fact, go tits up very quickly. So what happens from there is anyone's guess, because we don't find out in the first issue. But I liked it. It set up a very interesting uh, circumstance. You can see how the first arc will play out. A uh, little bit of Hatfields versus McCoy's. As, as Vince astutely noted, the art is right up my alley. There, there's a bit of a James Heron vibe to it, I think. A little Rumble. bit, yeah. Definitely with the face, the way he the, 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 he draws people, like people's faces and the like, yeah. very cartoony. If if this was a race, lips, big be, lips, long faces, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, he'd be running behind James Heron, but still in the race.
0: Oh, uh, well, sure, sure. Yeah. It's only the first issue that we've seen of the guy, for sure. I'm, I'm with you there, but but uh, no, I liked it very much. I think that uh, two two very good first issues out of the Image Factory this this week.
2: Image O Rama. hmm Always a pleasure to, to write that. No, I, I like the cover a lot on Redneck. I, yeah. I, I think it works very well. It's it telegraphs exactly what the book is about. Um, and I'm I'm going through it and I I like the you know, the, the panel where he slits the, the cow's throat and it's it's the art's very brushy. It's 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 like I said. This is tailor made for Jason. Like God Country and Redneck and and Cannibal. It, they all fit a similar mold. I don't know if that's calculated on the part of Image, but it or or happenstance. But it's it's all occurring at the same time, like Jason said. So there there seems to be a a, a subgenre of Image where we get southern southern gothic.
0: Right. So southern, southern fried gothic yeah. seems to be the new the new hotness. No, this is
2: it it, it looks very good. I'm I'm gonna read this uh, as soon as we uh
3: wrap up tonight. Nice. Yes.
2: Dap, what are you reading?
3: Oh man. Uh well I know nobody read the first part of the button. No, I didn't yet. No, You're, I did. Oh you did? I'm looking mm. at your list right now. Oh, so there it is. Yes, yeah, you did. It is on there, Yes, yeah, it I is. I
2: didn't read it. But if you'd like to talk about it, go right ahead. Don't. So, don't. Do you. Please.
3: Um, you,
2: you, Now, you finished Reborn? Superman Reborn?
3: Yeah. So, all right. So we'll talk about that real quick. Uh, yeah. Well, not real quick, but we'll get into that. Well, tonight. that's
0: good because I'm not reading that, so fill me in.
3: Okay. Okay. So. Uh, you know, Put Jason.
0: Does that tie into the
3: button? Is that why we're? No, no, no. Oh, okay. um, this is uh, the Superman Reborn uh, was a four-part story. Two issues of Action. Two issues of Superman. And and you know, Jason, when um, after rebirth, when Superman, when when the pre-New Fifty Two Superman showed up in the rebirth universe, uh, they're also just ha- and Lex was the Superman of Metropolis. There. Also happened to be a Clark Kent, right? Right. Uh, so, reborn reveals who that Clark Kent actually is. Yeah. Okay. I kind of know, and you knew because Vince has been current on Action Comics. I haven't been because I it's it, for me it's not as strong as as Jerkins has been. I totally uh, agree. I agree with and, you on that. And, and I'm not um, some of the arts. Uh, switches uh, between uh, the researcher Segovia, or Segovia and, yeah. and so, so there are a couple of guys that, that I'm just not um, feeling art wise so I I didn't even finish the arc where the, uh, the bounty hunters were about to execute Lex um, I thought it was good so I, I didn't finish that so yeah. therefore there were a couple of issues that I didn't read until Reborn and therefore um, Vince Based on the clues, was able to figure out who.
2: I think, Clark they, yeah, I getting. think they telegraphed it. Now, Jason, not having read Superman in a while, but you're aware of the Superman. Well, I
0: read the first few issues of both Action and Superman when we did Rebirth.
2: Right, but big big but picture. I kept you, it up. You're aware of the Superman Rogues Gallery. Uh, well, of course. Okay, so if if um, Lois Lane is is trailing Clark Kent and she sees him going to a convenient and all he buys are super sugary snacks who do you think that's going to be the villain who do you think Clark Kent would really be he buys super sugary snacks far beyond the the means of of an average adult to, to, to process who do you think it would be
1: I don't know I knew it
3: really I, there's only yeah, one, I, there's I, I, only uh, one choice. No, but see, there kind of isn't because I never got the impression that 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 was that dude's diet. I mean, I'm not about to say it'd be the parasite. Are you gonna say mix,
0: Mixes Pitlick? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. That's I mean, that'd be a guess, but I don't know that. It's just that he's childish and
2: right. Okay. And he's he's an imp from the fifth dimension. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, sugar is like the lifeblood. He's 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 all so je- fake.
0: Clark Kent is Mixes Pitlick. Yeah. Yeah, so Mixus and, Pitlick can change his 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 form. Oh, he can.
3: Yeah, he can do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's uh,
0: yeah, is he's he kind of like Molecule Man? He can do it. No, whatever he's he wants? more
3: like he's more like Impossible Man. Right.
2: Right. Oh, okay. Okay. And and because um, the the whole thing stems from the fact that Clark or Superman hasn't been paying attention to Mixus Pitlick. They used to have this thing where every. What was it, David? Three days. months? 90 days. Every three yep. months, Mixus Pillick would show up, present Superman with a problem. He'd solve it. See you later. I'll be back in th- in
3: three months. And and before before you go any further, and since I mentioned Impossible Man, Jason, back in the 90s when they had the weekly Superman books and Mike Carlin and everybody was involved, for the 90 days – they, they kind of did it off-panel. But for the 90 days – whenever Superman banishes him back to the fifth dimension for those 90 days – they, they implied that he was leaving and the fifth dimension was actually Marvel and he was going to go bother the, uh, Fantastic Four is Impossible Man. Uh huh, okay. <laughs> Flat! Just, yeah, that's, funny. Sorry. Oh, my that'd God. Like, just, <laughs> oh, that was But it's funny. Alright, yeah, that's cute. So, so, anyway. so <laughs> Mixit, Mixit's
2: Pitilic has a, has a grudge. He's like, he, basically, it's like, you don't call me anymore. And I'm pissed. So look what I did for you. I solved the problem of your alter ego. And you still don't care. You don't call. You don't write. You don't. I'm mad. And um, he starts erasing the stuff that happened to our Superman once he entered the new 52. Like he takes Jonathan out of the picture. And that was the one scene that I mean they mu- they must be doing something right because Superman is holding Jonathan and he's starting to disappear. And Superman's like, Just look at my eyes, look at my eyes and he's like, Dad, Dad, I don't wanna go. I mean that that got me. That scene just it, it
3: it's it was huge. Did you feel the same way? I did. Yeah. It was a um it It was pretty emotional, and at least art was um was pretty solid in in a lot of places here uh
1: yeah
2: he exaggerates Jonathan a lot like he's he's especially a, the eyes, yeah, very big eyes, but it, I'm not you know it's not to say it's bad, but Jason the thing that he does as well is he also removes the memory of Jonathan from Lois's mind, yes mm-hmm. and that gets Clark. Re- that gets Superman really mad um mm-hmm. basically, this whole arc is to take the new fifty two Superman and the pre-flashpoint Superman and jam them together. There's, there's i've
0: heard that I've heard people on the interweb say that this this is a cleverly constructed way to retcon everything back to the way that exactly. most most old school fans want it to be right
2: the the new fifty two Superman and Lois Lane are represented by red and the pre-flashpoint Superman and Lois Lane are represented by blue. So at some point in the story, Jonathan is visited by these two red glowing orbs and it's it's Lois and Clark, or Lois and Superman. And they help him out and then the tables are switched and the Lois and Superman from the New 52 take prominence and the, the Superman and Lois from pre-Flashpoint come back as glowing blue orbs and then ghost-like blue figures. But ultimately, it just jams the two timelines together. Everything that happened pre-Flashpoint is canon, and then everything that happened post-Flashpoint, New 52, is canon. And it's just, it, it. I have to be totally honest, I enjoyed this story. It's the Superman reborn aftermath issues that have me concerned because they're getting too meta. Did you read any of those days? Did you read Trinity?
3: I didn't read Trinity.
2: It's too meta. There's a, there's a double page spread where multiple Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are running towards the viewer and it's just like all of these existences are valid now and legit and they all happened and these are all of us and we're we're, we're constructs manipulated by Ozymandias but they don't know his name yet and it's just like it, it's it's the, the, the writer taking prominence in the characters realizing that that's what they are. They're, they're manipulations of a creative individual somewhere removed from the their existence that's just directing all of their, their, uh, experiences. And it's just, it's too meta for Superman. I think, anyway. I, I'm enjoying it, but I enjoyed all of Reborn, but it's the, it's the, uh, the aftermath issues that just, they're starting to grate that the nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We realize that this is all just a fictional construct and the writer is o- Ozamandius and he's manipulating all this stuff. It's just, It's getting a little bit too heavy handed,
3: I think. The, um. Do you think so? The part that concerns me, uh, are the cops. I'm not sure about, obviously, um, Granddad isn't, Bernard isn't what he seems. Uh, You
2: had issues with him from the very beginning. You, you were tuned into that guy from the get-go. You didn't like him? Yeah, to, not so
3: much the granddaughter. No, the grandfather. Is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's... I, I, I'm guessing it's tied in with Bessie and the milk. And, and there's just certain things that it's... it's but yes, yeah, so she... Um, and in uh, in Superman 21, um, 20 and 21, Batman and Damien stop by. Um, yeah. Apparently Batman doesn't eat pie. And it's the, uh, Batman, whether he goes out to investigate, he, they, they wake up the next morning and, and, and he's not there. So, Superman's gonna go look for him, but Damien, of course, being Damien, he wants to go find his father. Um, and he's always having Jonathan tag along. Um, why wouldn't basically, he? Basically, well, the, he's Superboy. Yeah, but, so, so, so Damien's using him and, uh, just, because that's the type of character he is, they end up, um, at the, the, uh, there's a, there's a the, the county fair. Um, huge octopus is, uh, is attacking everybody. The cop is like, okay, yeah, use your eye beams and blast them, Superboy. And he's like, no, my father doesn't want me, you know, to, to, to do any harm. Um, Superman tries to save everybody, but Superman kinda, he, he, he thinks he subdues the octopus with a giant ferris wheel, or with the ferris wheel, and, uh, he's like, alright, well that, that's that, and, and he's, he's tended to, and we'll have, um Star Lab come, and, and everything will be fine, but the octopus lashes out, and hurts some of the fairgoers, uh, and the town kind of, Turns on Superman for a bit because Superboy's reaction was to blast the Octopus and uh, and stun it into submission. So Superboy kind of saves the day, and and the 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 people of Hamilton County kind of press Superboy up a little bit while uh, while, while not being too pleased with. Uh, with Superman.
2: Um, well, that's because you know this all ties into. I don't know what issue it was, but remember, it was right before the Eradicator entered the picture when Superman and John went to fight that big sea creature. Yes. This, yeah. It does this things, this, yeah. this is the same thing.
3: Because there's a footnote. I think it's uh, like back in issue not 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 two or something, but it yeah, it might yeah. be
2: three, right? let me see no because three's eradicator
3: no issue two two okay
2: yeah and and as soon as I saw the squid or the giant octopus I'm like all right this is the same damn thing that they encountered up in the Arctic with the with the glowing you know the green eye with the the, the digital crap going on around it and it was basically a trial for Jonathan this was him you know coming to but to get back to the cobs I don't think grandpa's um a bad influence. know no, i i th- he's because he's watching out for jonathan he, right, there's right. some kryptonian thing going on with this guy he's yeah. either he's either a remnant of the the uh the fortress like one of one of the uh the 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 robot or the constructs well, what the
3: eradicator became well what 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 the eradicator became from because yeah. he was originally back in the day was was one of those not servants, but yeah, he was basically the the walking library, letting right he was going to tell Cal what Krypton was all about, and then went crazy and decided to turn earth into but a, but if you're
2: reading between the lines here and uh, um, um, amidst all the stuff that we're saying the the gist is the Superman books are great again,
3: yeah, they are. Yes, if, yeah, that's, that's the takeaway. After all this, the ups and downs, whatever we weren't thrilled with, um, it, it's, it doesn't come close to all the, the really good things about Yeah, books, right? my
2: expectations for these books have been far exceeded. I could not have hoped that the Superman books would be this good. My fear is in Superwoman and Super Sons. And all of the secondary books with the Superman Reborn aftermath. Like this is – it's in every one of the super titles now.
3: See, now I'm I'm way behind on Trinity. I'm behind on Superwoman and I have the third issue of Super Sons, which I'll probably read after. Red yeah.
2: Rick. Trinity was kind of a letdown because, I mean, initially I th- it, I thought it had a very strong start. But that story that, um. Jesus. Holy mackerel. Holy shit.
3: I thought, I actually thought I I had my finger on the mute button and I thought I pressed it. Oh my God. I didn't know it was right under the microphone.
0: I'm peeing, brother.
2: But the, uh, the first arc of Trinity, which was, uh, done by, let me get the credits here. Oh, and they're at the end of the issue. Wouldn't wouldn't you know it? Um, Manipul. Uh, Francis Manipal did the yeah. art and the cover, and th- this story is basically whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow. It's just a it's just a, a reworking of that story. <laughs> yeah, it's poison ivy in the place of the the alien plant thing, but it's basically the same story. You know, no, it is.
3: You, uh, oh, I see. Okay, imitation is the uh, sincerest so form. The man who has everything. That.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What did I say? Whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? Oh, no, yeah, no. Yes, you did, yeah. No, for the man who has everything. It's, it's, yeah, I know it, what you I, meant. It's essentially the same story.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but mm-hmm. the thing that... that it's, I'm just a little worried that they're going to milk this Superman Reborn thing into all of the secondary titles. And it, I, I don't really think it needs to be done. Because they, if you remember that they mentioned the red energy... When the New 52 Superman with Kablooey, oh, look, the red energy goes into Lana. And it's like, yeah, because you have a whole book of that over in Superwoman. You know, it's just like they're, they're trying too a little too hard to link all of the books. That if you read Superman, you read Action, well, you know, you got to read New Superman and Superwoman. And okay, it's a business. I get it. But I don't think that this story... No, I'm contradicting myself. The story, the Superman Reborn, is big enough where it would spill into the other titles, but I'm being selfish and I don't want to see it spill into the other titles. I want that to be uh, a Superman action thing,
3: right? Because they're, they're great. Those books are—they're so good. I mean, it's and and they're. I tend to think that Superman and action kind of go more hand that that, that they're they're more of a one-two punch than. Batman and Detective. Yeah, they are. Uh, there, those are two. I mean, yes, it's the starring. They may be starring the same character as the lead, but they. Um, you really can't. You can read Superman in action and Action, and and it goes back to the Triangle days where it, it just carried over, and and everything made sense. But where you really can't pick up Batman twenty one, and then the next issue of Detective, and it's it's the same timeline or the same it's. Superman and action are kind of happening. It's just an extension of a day, whereas, you know, Batman's on a Monday and Detective Comics is happening on on a Wednesday. There's no real um, connection between the two. right? If, um,
2: If I was editorial at DC, I would issue a mandate where there cannot be an issue of Superman or action, Batman or Detective or Wonder Woman without Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman appearing at least for... It has to be um, maybe a page, maybe a half page, but they should touch base every friggin' issue. Because the thing that was so successful in the Silver Age for Marvel was their universe was so cross-pollinated. You would read Fantastic Four and you would see Spider-Man swinging in the background. Right? Right? If you, mm-hmm. w- you want to hammer home that Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are the big three, the Avengers of the DC Universe, you better have them in, c- you know, connect every issue. Just to remind people that these characters are always together. They are, they are the, they're the Trinity, they're the big, the big guns of the yep. DC universe. They should always be represented in uh, each other's books. Do you, do you think that's a good idea or bad, Jason or David?
1: Uh,
0: I, I don't know that I'm ideally qualified to weigh in there with any strong opinion because I've read so little of the Trinity over the years. So
2: Okay, but now with Super Sons, Superman and Batman are linked stronger than ever before. Their Their children are picking up the reins and doing what they do. So... The legacy with this new DC stuff is very strong. And I, right. I, I love that. But I think, and I think it's a great start that, you know, you got Superman and Batman in Super Sons. You got Jonathan and Damien appearing in both Superman and the, you know, the Bat books. Like keep that up. Get the, you need to cross pollinate because that's what Marvel has, I think, over DC is that all the books are connected. I mean, for, for better or worse, you get the whole picture in, in a lot of the Marvel books, where in DC you're just get, getting like a shard of Superman, a little bit of Batman, but now they're, they're making this push where everything is friggin' connected. And that, that could work against them, too. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I like it, but for some readers, maybe seeing Superman pop up in Batman is not exactly a good thing. Well I'm I don't understand how it could be not good, but
3: you know <laughs> I mean I'm I'm you know an old world's finest fan and I, I think I, I like the there. We had we had a good chunk of time uh where they were No Batman created Brother Eye. Batman had an out he he had right. he had a re, he had a way to take every person off the playing board so if 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 he was just he was more anti-superman than just the other side of the coin and and now that we actually have a a batman and a superman who uh are more like
2: they're more respectful of each other
3: yeah i mean they're not they're not the brothers they were in, in in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, but they they're they're not as um, leery of each other as, yeah, as they
2: had. I think they're getting there though. Yes, and yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's Damien it's, and Jonathan that are cementing their relationship. It's not. I mean, they're not trying super hard to connect, but they can't help it because
3: their kids are connecting.
1: Right. So and the it,
3: children are teaching the adults. And, and you're not really going to erase all the years of of Snyder or the Morrison stuff. So so Batman is still going to um, be stoic and and not smile and and well oh, yeah give that attitude. But uh, he's he'll still send him a Christmas card though. <laughs> he may Bruce be he'll he, he, yeah, he, make sure Bruce though. yeah he
2: may be a dick, but Clark is still going to get that Christmas card.
3: Right. Um, but speaking of, so then, um, finish the I Am Bane storyline and issue 21 oh. of Batman, uh, won't spoil too much for Vince. Um, that's okay. Is I the button know. and, and the button brings you back to, um, a couple months ago, 10 or so, um, the button. Not even, not, not even, yeah, maybe, no, it hasn't been. It, six months or so, um, when when Rebirth happened, and Wally West. It's been more than six returned. months. Yeah, it was, it was like August, right? Was it August? Well, you figure 21 issues of is Batman. This is 21. 21 double shipped. So, so it's double shipped. It's a year at least.
0: At least because it's double shipped.
2: Well, two a right. month, and it's twenty-four
0: only... would be double shift. So right. a year, so it'd be 10, 11 months.
2: Yeah, so close to a year. About, wow. Yeah,
3: it felt like August. Dude, only I, in I suck.
2: I suck at math, and I even got that.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, but I'm thinking it's like it's like we didn't rebirth didn't happen. It, it's it's making no sense to me. That, that's yes, the math <laughs> is there, but I'm like rebirth happened. did rebirth happen in the summer or at the end of the summer. Anyway, um. The hell so of a the ride. 21 issues of Batman. And before that first issue, we got the button. And that was when Wally returns, kicking off the rebirth. And, and, um. May 25th. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That... Hey, come on. That's not. <laughs> I honestly thought it was way later. So here we are, almost a year later. Yeah. And, uh, because we double shipped and we're almost at number 24. And <laughs> the, uh, the button was the, the, the comedian's button, complete with the blood because never been wiped off. You have it sticking in the Batcave wall, and um, you can't wipe the blood off. You well, can, no, you now you can't. Can. No, not. because the no blood, way to. the
2: blood is a metaphor. You can't wipe it off.
3: It's <laughs> a lot of metaphors. Um, <laughs> These variant covers kind of got to go, though. I am not. Oh yeah, that.
2: sale is just
3: like. He's he's on the pot. And it's a tangent because Flash <laughs> yeah. has a uh, has a lightning penis on this cover. So, he does. Uh, well, <laughs> it, it, it actually that, that could be a, a light lightning clitoris too. You never know. Uh, well, yeah. Well, as as thick as it is. Um, but in the, on the first couple pages, uh, Vince should be happy because there's uh, I know that Arkham resident. I know, right? Uh, Kind of wigs out
2: a bit. Um, I think they're going to cram Legion down our throats, and I am
3: all for it. Um, biggest biggest piece of fiction, though, I think in this issue uh, was a hockey player named after a black dude because I don't see that happening. Um, yeah, there was a. Uh, it, it's a. I want it's a quick issue. Um, it's but if you notice.
2: What are they doing in this issue? There's a calculated pl- yes. placement of panels, right? In this, oh issue. yeah, no,
3: they're, 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 they're utilizing the fucking of the nine panel grid, yeah. Um, and it all works because of the countdown. Because Batman calls Barry, and, and Barry's like, "Listen, I got to take care of this. I'll be there in a minute." And so we're getting, um, you know, second by second of of this of this fight. Um, Kind of a one-sided fight between Batman and um, one of Flash's rogues. That's um, <laughs> oh, so all <vague> <laughs> One of them. I am. I am. It's. It's okay. Would you right, say so, it's it's the
2: Flash Rogue at this point? Yes, it's Reverse Flash. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah it's 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 Barthon who um, who who shows up in the Batcave and apparently he is from. The, uh, the Flashpoint universe where Thomas Wayne was Batman because Eobard and Thomas, or at least, yeah, they, they, they knew each other, or at least Eobard knew who, who Thomas was. Um, so good. Finds the letter that, uh, notices the letter that Thomas wrote to his son that, that Barry could give to Bruce. Um, read it and then, Rips it up, hmm. rips up Bruce's letter from the father he never knew, and he is—he's um He's pissed. He is extremely pissed. He's so pissed that he tells him to get out of my cave. <laughs> 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 just, 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 leave. Just go.
0: <laughs> Look what you did.
3: Forget. This rug
0: was Persian. <laughs> Oh my God!
3: He's, he's, he's told to leave. Doesn't leave. Keeps fucking with him. Uh, Batman, being Batman, gets the upper hand for a few seconds or a few panels. Same difference. Um, That's awesome, though. If you have a guy that can move really fast, yep. what do,
2: what do you do? Pin yep. pin his damn foot to the floor.
3: Yep. Um. So that uh, so he's like, listen, you know, I'll um. You, Reverse Flash tells Batman, you can't win. You have to know this. You cannot win. And Batman says, I don't need to win. I just need 11 seconds because that's, you have 11 more seconds because Barry said, give me a minute. Um, oh, so and funny. he, uh, they, they, they keep fighting. We're past the minute and, um, Batman is, uh, is, Knocked out uh, pretty severely. I uh,
0: knocked the fuck out. <laughs>
3: and 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 so Reverse Flash finds the button, disappears, just disappears off the panel. Um, a few seconds go by. He comes back yeah. and says that he saw. But while he's saying he saw God, half his face is burned off. Um, he is. He, I'm telling you, that's
2: a Zappa reference.
3: He
2: God, is, God, I saw God. That is from uh, Lumpy Gravy. I got to talk can, to Tom.
3: I, I can see Tom doing that. Uh, oh, that must be the CK influence. I don't,
0: I don't think Tom's using Zappa and Batman. But okay, why,
2: why do you say that in such a derogatory tone?
0: <laughs> I'm saying in a derogatory, derogatory. No, yeah, you, did. In, you of, did. in a matter of there, fact, there, way.
2: There, there was revulsion and I don't no, it think. Was die, you know, it
0: was it. matter of fact. It was okay. your, your unfairly besmirching my character, sir. Okay.
3: Um, so, so reverse flash shows up, falls to the ground while that's happening. Uh, Barry shows up cause he was trying to, um, there was a, there was a hockey fight happening at the beginning of the issue, um, where our long lost Legionnaire knew something bad was going to happen at this hockey game. Someone was going to die. Um, so Flash stopped by the stadium to see if he could lend a hand, then comes to the Batcave, um, hoping he's not too late, only to find Batman laid out and um kind of uh the skeletal remains of reverse flash lying on the Batcave. And yeah, he's messed up. And uh we are continued in the Flash number twenty-one. On sale in stores next week.
2: Yeah. It's smart to link Flash and uh, Batman. I'm sure that Flash doesn't sell as much
0: as Batman. Can you unpack that for me?
2: What do you mean? Well, I'm asking what do you mean by that. What I mean by that is, in terms of sheer numbers... Elevating Flash for two months or three months or whatever.
0: Oh, you were speaking purely commercially. Yeah, Good just in commercial something. terms. I yeah, it's pretty smart. Their or but but like
2: that. no, it is it is very smart considering that the whole Wally Berry thing with the button, it needs to Flash needs to be a part of the storyline. So yes, it works in terms of the the creative aspect, but it also works really well if you're telling this story and you got to go read Flash. Who's not going to read Flash after this issue?
1: Right. Sure. Uh,
2: I, I, think, I am. Yeah, I, I know he's our buddy, and and we do a lot of glad handing when it when it's our friends, but Tom is. He's he's on the precipice of greatness with this thing. He
0: sit, he's hit. He's hitting it. We didn't. Um, since we talked about the the button, I, I hadn't read the end of the Bane arc until today as well uh, and i thought it was dope i yeah i don't have a lot of history with bane uh, i read the backbreaking stuff and a couple appearances here and there i guess i saw him more in um, gail simone's book uh, mm-hmm. the oh uh, Sims, uh, secret 6 yeah secret 6 but i thought the end where bane is going through arkham trying to get to batman and he is taking out Soup Batman's rogues gallery one by one and entering the 36 Chamber style where each room there's a new villain ready for him. And somehow they all have their stuff again, but I'll put that to the side. And Bane makes mincemeat out of everybody. Everybody, scarecrows, yeah. diff- you just you name it. There's just page after page of different Batman rogues getting taken down by Bane as he's yeah. on his that unstoppable Batman. That
2: to was get to Batman. Thirty-six chambers done right. In <laughs> <Absolutely>. in <laughs> no in in uh, no, counter I've, counter the st- stinking iron fist that the RZA now, did this. I was
0: I that was two amazing. and a half chambers done wrong. Yeah, the,
3: the, <laughs> the one point five chambers of <laughs> I, I was I was. Im- Amused by how long it took Bane to get through some of the inmates of Arkham, um, because you do have a clock. There is a there is a count because because it's taking all night. He, he starts like evening the night before. Um, it's uh, it's twelve a.m. It starts and it goes through until. Uh, most of the next day, it's mm-hmm. it's, but it's, you know, there, there's some. I love the fact that you know we see Black Spider again. Um, yeah, you know he takes on Man Bat at one oh two and then he comes across Az at 2:43 in the afternoon, and then I, however long that took, he takes on Mad Hatter just about 4:30. So. I, I, I'm guessing it takes a while to. he's, he's Maybe he's resting. May, maybe you know. I don't think. I don't think the Mad Hatter is going to, you know, last 90 minutes against Bane. But for what? I, but so I absolutely love when we see because it's not. He's not just, and that's. If, if it's all happening, if there's six panels on a page, and he, it's just Bane versus six separate dudes, if you're reading that, panel borders and all, you just think he's just going through them. Look at split, but the fact that that, that Tom is telling is, is giving us a time, a, a clock. Uh, it 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 paces it more deliberately, and 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 by the time Bane gets to Batman, you know how long it's been,
0: how long he's been right to get well, here. It just adds to it. And Dap, it's 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 that arc was written, that issue was written like a professional wrestling booking, where they. You know, because it's scripted that the good guy is going to win in the end. We, just like we knew that Batman was going to take take out Bane, we knew that was going to happen. But because they have other plans for the heel, they have it be such a thing where the good guy is going to win, and you knew you he knew you you knew he was, but he's going to win in a a way that whether uh, through Doesn't
3: interference make the deal or
0: through some kind of disqualification where. the the loser of the match still looks good by design. And that's what happened here. Tom made Bane look nearly impossible. And one can conclude that Tom's saying that Batman himself knew that in a straight Bane versus Batman, Batman wasn't winning. So Batman had to set it up where Bane had to go through dozens of superpowered villains over a multi-day period before he faced him to give him a shot at taking out Bane. Right. And that says a lot about both what Tom and, by proxy, Bruce think of Bane as a threat. Agreed, absolutely.
3: Right. There's no doubt, um, and it ties back to the first issue of this of, of, of Tom's Batman, where you know Bruce is riding a plane, and it's it, it, there, everything. The whole re- and, and Batman's explaining the Bane why he needed Psychopire, why he did what he did, and and it all it it just it was a great, um, it, it it's been an amazing. I was going to say twenty issues, but we had the the Monster and crossover. What Tom did from start where, where he started with the series and 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 his Batman issues, um, leading to this, it's. It's been a fantastic ride. And, and, and obviously the button is now, right. uh, the start of something new. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it's a new direction, but you know, the Bane stuff and the whole Psycho Pirate and the Gotham, that, that seems to be the first act of, of Tom's Batman story. But, um, I am Bane was, was a hell of a conclusion. And, and like Jason said, since they, they're keep Bane strong because Bane's creators are coming back to, uh, do a Bane book. Um, so it's not like you could take him off the board. Um,
2: yeah, it's pretty hard.
3: Yeah. So it's, it's, and, and this, the story ends with, with Bruce talking to, to his mother. So, um, it was, uh, Mother,
0: do you want to bank
3: me?
2: Wow. Right? Actually, a, a Danzig. Danzig
0: reference. Shocking, all all grown up. uh, I am a renaissance man. Oh, man.
2: What was it? I think it was a Joker that said to Batman that something about your entire life, you're just trying to stop two bullets.
0: That's great. I want to say you're right. That's great.
2: I forgot where I read that. But Well, and the other thing that's wonderful,
0: that's a great great line, but the other thing that Tom does so wonderfully is that I think so many real-life villains... Often think they're not villains. They think they're oh, absolutely, they're, and that's Bane. And there are moments in this arc where you you take a minute and say, maybe he's right. I'm, it, that that moment where Bane says, "I would have left you all alone. All I, I was fine. I, I I didn't want anything. All I needed was the pirate to help me with my headaches." And I'm thinking, why didn't he just let him keep the pirate? I mean, he was he off the. No, I know, but he was off the grid. I mean, in in, yeah. in in Bane's mind, he had cleansed himself of the venom. He was a ruler of a nation, uh, a sovereign nation like Doom, and was was not about that life anymore. And and they forced Batman forced him back into this life. I,
2: I kind of I agree with you because I'm sure if Bruce confronted Bane and said, "All right, you have the pirate possession is nine tenths of the law," great. I have this Gotham girl who really needs the pirate. Can we work something out where I can come, maybe twice a week, just to give her some treatment? Like, keep the pirate. Just share him with me for a little while. Like, we can make this work. They they could have come to an understanding, but Bruce just comes in and takes the pirate. I need the right. pirate. And it's I'm a taking very the pirate thing. On yeah, Batman's part. Yeah,
0: Batman's guilt and sense of responsibility for Gotham Girl, leads him to, in essence, awaken the beast back well, into the world.
2: Right. Well, that's what it all is. It's guilt.
0: Right. That's. The, but that's a very selfish thing. Again, that's a decision that probably a rational person, and Bruce is nothing if not rational generally, shouldn't have made. He right. should be more calculating than that.
2: Right. Right. The repercussions far exceed the the, the uh, spoils of just taking the, the Psycho Pirate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again all these wrinkles. That's what Tom is great at.
0: Very, very good at the layers. Yep. His head's big enough, though. Can we stop talking about him? And I, the I, light? Right. Yeah, it's freaking it, Tom. Yeah. It just
2: yeah. boggles my mind how good he is. It's weird. we got to stop. I, You're right.
0: I I, 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 sh- I had second thoughts about using his picture in the Artist Alley article this week because I thought, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, the, it was the first picture I found in my photos of uh, someone in Artist Alley signing a, a comic, so there you go. Should have used Kaziki's photo. Now, Dap,
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy, yes. Dap, mm-hmm. you and I, and this is the part where Vince is quiet. Yep, read the first five issues. You gonna say Motor Girl of Mister Terry Moore's newest comic, Motor Girl? Yeah, I'm done. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's tapping out! Oh. Uh, so, I'm pretty sure. Did you finish Rachel Rising? No, not yet. Okay. Did you read Echo to its completion? Nope. Okay. And I know you've not read the last issue of. Of.
3: I haven't read. I've read a few pages
0: of Strangers in Paris. Oh, Renee's read most of it, though, right? Yes. Yeah. She's read everything but the last trait. You come off as a bigger Terry Moore fan than your reading history would actually suggest. You're absolutely right. right. right? You are
3: absolutely <laughs> right about that. I have I have the complete I have the complete echo sitting right here next to the bed. I have almost all of Rachel Rising thanks to comixology, and I haven't finished either. Um but I okay. absolutely love the man's work and, and I think he is a a uh a fantastic artist. And I really enjoy the stories he tells. Um, I, it, and it's just, it, it's little things that just, I, I'm absolutely little things like when women talk, they're in the traditional rounded word balloons. But when a man speaks, it's in a squared off, more Dunesbury-esque word balloon. And, um, I like that because if someone's talking off panel, you kind of know who it might be, or at least what the gender is. And, uh, there, but, the the attitudes and, and the, uh, the personality he gives the characters, um, and Robin as well, his wife, they, uh, it, it's, you, you don't, it's, it's not, they're not empty calories. You're not, you're not just reading it and then putting it down and, and, and forget. They don't, they don't just live on, on this page and, and you forget about them there. You, you're kind of, all of his characters, you, you tend to, they, they live long after you could, so, oh yeah, I read I Rachel promise. Rising and you can talk about, uh, someone will talk about some of the characters from Echo. They'll talk about Francine or they'll talk about Couture. Now they'll talk about Libby. They're, they're just, and, and, and they're, he, he does something with his characters that, that I think very few, uh your creators can accomplish.
0: Right, right. Now Vince, I know you have issues with Terry Moore. I, I never understand that, but I know you do. It's fine. Uh I, I I think this this book is it's clever in that when it was pitched and that first cover comic that first cover art image is of the the lead character, uh Samantha, with her Buddy, a giant uh, gorilla. Um, And it certainly evoked Art Adams to me at first. Um, And... Yeah. And and now, the interesting thing here is that we very quickly realized that it all is not what it seems. The gorilla is a figment of Samantha's imagination. Samantha is a mechanic at a... um, Scrapyard, a scrap. Thank you, on a scrapyard, um, uh, way out in the desert, and she's a loner by design. She is a military veteran of great accomplishments, serving three tours of duty, uh, and she, by her own admission, came back from that very fucked up. She's got crazy PTSD to the point where she's deeply mentally ill, and she has this gorilla that is her best friend, and so in essence she fully almost almost i guess in essence being paranoid schizophrenic or something she she or psych psychotic she sees him as a real thing and speaks to him and and interacts with him all day long but she is aware that that he is in her mind she she does know that she she's she's not completely oblivious to the fact that she sees things that shouldn't that she shouldn't see uh, she has uh, another advocate in the older woman who owns the junkyard and is her partner. And the first arc is essentially about getting to know her as well as the fact that there is a nefarious industrialist who is looking to pay an exorbitant amount to buy the scrapyard from the older woman. And it's a lot of money. They don't put an actual number behind it, but it's a tremendous amount of money. And the older woman keeps asking Samantha, do you want to... Do you?" should I sell? And Samantha says, it's up to you. But the woman is reluctant because she is not sure if Samantha is capable of functioning in the real world and open society. So she's, she's, she's sitting on her, her hands rather than making the decision. And as is often the case in this type of story arc, the, the big, the big bad, the, the buyer is, is he's getting more impatient and starts trying to put some pressure on her to sell. Uh, which is where we see that Rebecca is in fact a, uh, I mean rather Samantha is in fact a total badass. She, she makes quick work of the, of the, of the, of the bullies that come to try and force a sale. Now the twist here, and I'm not quite sure where we're going with it. We know very quickly that the gorilla is a figment. That's, that's not up for, for debate that, that the gorilla does not exist, but, but, Samantha also starts seeing aliens, UFOs landing, and she goes to the point where she's repairing the, the UFO, and she's interacting with a, a number of aliens that look a little bit like the Great Gazoo. They're, they're yeah. little cute aliens. They're 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 almost too cute. If I have a criticism of the book so far is that Terry drew them to be very cute, um, and it's odd to me. I, I don't because the book doesn't feel comedic or cute in that regard, but, but right. no matter what she sees, the, the aliens are depicted as these cute little guys that befriend her and, and come to trust her. And she essentially becomes their go-to mechanic. And we're not, well, at least until perhaps the end of the arc, we're not sure whether this is another figment of her imagination or whether they're real. And by the way, she is not sure if they're real or a figment of her imagination now, David, what do you think? Do you think that we saw enough in that last issue to to make a definitive conclusion? I think the reason they're cute
3: is – and I'm trying to find where I was led to believe that. I believe that the reason we see them as cute is because she sees them. I believe the aliens appear – I do believe the aliens exist because Brodus Clay over here, his his brother-in-law got zapped away. So we know so, right. unless, unless he just walked away from the desert in the middle of nowhere, but he was picked up by an alien. I think the aliens look like how the person who sees them wants to see them. So I think they look cartoony and Martian Kazooie to her but I don't think they would look that way. I think they would look menacing to someone else, thinking okay. that they are here to harm us. Um, the uh, it's 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 very apparent that the um, it when I read it the first the first issue the first time I read it quickly and I thought when Libby showed up to see Sam and she asked for something to drink that not that. Mike gave her, the, gave Libby the drink, but that she, she was talking, she was obviously talking to Sam, but I thought she, she phrased it in a way that she was kind of having, you know, she was telling Mike, talk some sense into your girl. And, and obviously that isn't what happened because as, as they're walking through the living room and Sam is talking to Mike when, and he's sitting in a chair when Sam turns to talk to Lily we see the living room again and the chairs empty and an, and an obvi- it's way more apparent it really you really know that it's all in her mind when she's at in in the um in the hospital room and talking to the doctor and um but yeah i mean between um i, I, I wish i could see the page i am thinking of with 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 the aliens but um i it, it it it's very. I can't imagine that the aliens don't exist because first of all, when when um is it who's is, is the big dude Larry or is it um or was Larry the one that was taken? No, Larry's the big dude sitting in the um sitting in um uh the Larry is the one who is missing. When Larry was taken, if that was all in Sam's head, then she wouldn't see the big dude. Like we wouldn't have seen that part of. We wouldn't have seen Larry get zapped away because she didn't see it. So that all happened Right, her being I think there.
0: that's right. I, 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 I think the aliens are real, right? Because they did capture Larry, and they did it in a scene that was completely off-panel from anything involving her,
3: and. And this, and, and the big bad, the, the, the person who wants to buy the, the scrapyard, uh, he is obviously aware of things beyond our planet. So, um, he knows there's life out there and it's, it, for him to go through all this, I don't think the aliens would just be, uh, a figment of, of mm-hmm. anyone's imagination. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, I think, you know, when, when he, um, when he goes to lunge at her and she does the whole thing through her head and, and, uh, she, um, she ends up knocking him the fuck out. Uh, it was, um, yeah, she is, she's, she's been fucked with and she has, uh, she's definitely not. there
0: Um, well that's a given yeah and she's aware of it
3: she is she's definitely aware of it Libby is aware of it Libby is trying to Libby knows that the scrapyard is good for her good for Sam but um, knows it's not the best thing for Sam so she's she's looking out for her as well Um, and I I noticed in the, the back of the second or third issue that there's a slight strangers in paradise connection because Libby is actually is it Francine's aunt but she's, um, or could choose, but she's, she's, she appeared in Strangers in Paradise, so, um, the the, the, you, the characters, the stories that are, are, are somewhat, um, connected. The, uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep reading it. I, I would love to say that this is gonna be the one that I, you know, finish as it comes out, and and I don't let this pile up, and then it's just another Terry Moore series I didn't finish. Um, I do want to finish Rachel Rise, though because I, I I love the hell out of it for the first dozen plus issues so I, I need to finish it. Um, but this was and this I don't want to say this it, it doesn't look rushed it just it does and it doesn't look unfinished it's not as um it's not as detailed
0: or uh, right I would say he's it would be a misnomer to say he's working more loosely. But you are right in that there are fewer lines on each page. Yeah. And from what I can tell, that is by design. He does yeah. try and tweak his style a bit with each series so that they stand on their own visually. And I think this one is the simplest of the, of the four of his series so far. I will say that uh, I'm with you. I'll keep going because Terry's earned that from me. But I, 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 I'm not enamored completely with the story so far. I feel like the whole, we have proper on in Area 51 and Big Bad wants it and we're going to try and force you out. I feel like a lot of that has been done before. Now granted, the PTSD angle and the visions angle is, is, is the hook. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm I, five issues in. It's, it's, it's the, I'm, I'm not pulled in like a tractor beam as I have been with Echo, Rachel Rising and Strangers in Paradise. Uh, but I also haven't disliked it, so I'll keep going. But it's it's it hasn't fully hooked me yet because uh, I'm not quite sure where we're I'm not quite sure what the story is yet. Mm-hmm. I know. Just, just the aliens. I, 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 if, if, for some reason, it bothers me that they're so cutesy. I oh, don't I'm, know with, you. I'm right. with you.
3: I am absolutely with you. I saw them and I'm like, that's not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really um. Totally not sold on them.
0: But we, we shall we, we shall see.
3: Yeah, I'm going to find that that the page where I, I I honestly thought that um that that they gave me the impression that because uh, I think did someone say a description of one I'll I'll find it, it it's been five issues I'll definitely find it um the uh, but I mean the the. The less detailed style works because it because of the setting. You're out in the desert. There's not that's really true. a detail you're going to find out there. And, and the scrap guard. I mean, you can make you can make a mess of metal and everything. That's that. That's not difficult. So it's it's um yeah. It, it, it's not as tech heavy as Echo was. It's not as uh, as as gothic as uh, Rachel Rising was. So it, it's it. He's. He's changing up his style to to suit the environment and it's it's it works. And Vince will love it. Back to you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I have for you? You got something that you told us to read? What did From I take? T- oh about a, boy, a strange planet, the urge to step out of boundaries and explore to fly to ascend.
2: Well, I guess I'm doing that then, huh? Uh, uh, David is uh, describing – let me get it up here. Yeah, get it up. Because uh, (laughs) we were uh, very fortunate to be given a preview copy of Avery Hill's Goat Herded, one word, Goat Herded, by Chalo Fraud. And it's, um, it's an, it's an exercise in minimalism, I think. It's a very, um, it's a unique work. That's not saying much. What, what exactly is it? It's, when, when we first, we see the creation of a universe when this thing opens up. You have a, could be a sun. Uh, it's, it's very expressionistic and all these things converge into a planet and we're shown a human form inside of a cube. It's very strange. Uh, and the landscape is, is fairly barren. There's, there's many different landscapes in this thing, but wherever a human is imprisoned in this cube, there appears to be a flower within the vicinity. Did you notice that? Yes. Okay. Um, and and one human being, they're naked within the cube. They are. It's, it's like a gelatinous cube. Uh, one, one human being, red-headed man, is getting his bearings. He's looking at his surroundings and he sees uh, all these flowers, and he sees the sun, and he presses against the the the, the boundaries of the cube, and uh, he presses a little bit too hard, because he gets removed from the cube, and when he exits the cube, the cube dissolves into a puddle of pinkish liquid, uh, and uh, he's greeted. By someone, and this is the only nit I have to pick Mm. with this with this issue. Um, The type is horrible. It is. It's it's in all caps. It's just like somebody just. All right, we have to do uh, dialogue boxes. What do we have? Well, we have this sans serif font. That's the first thing that come up in our list of, list of fonts. Let's use this. All right, we'll use that. Um, but the, the the font is is not great. But and and it's it it pains me because the art is beautiful. The, this uh book could have been published by PictureBox. This would have been perfect in the PictureBox library. I don't know who Chalo Frod, er, Fod is, but I, after this issue, I want to know more. Um, and it, it's just a once the the human emerges from the cube, he is shown um, various aspects of the landscape and the um, it's it's a journey. And like David said, it's it's. Removing yourself from constraints, and I don't want to get too far into it because I think this is a book better, um, experienced than described. The language fails in, in actually describing a lot of what's going on here. It, 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 you will feel this thing on a level that, that, um, language can't approximate.
3: Am I right, David? You are right. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, I know that, um, as evidenced by tonight's episode, we can go into great detail on, on just about any book. Um, but this, and, and I can be deliberately vague. I can try to, I think we also try to entice people so that they can, Consume it and enjoy it for themselves and get read it without us painting the picture for them. This is one of those books where it doesn't matter what Vince says, right? Um, it's not going to get across. It's, it's it, you're definitely not going to just hear his words and and picture it, and you, you need to read this on your own. And it's not so much reading, right? You, no, it, you're right. Yeah, I don't mean read in the traditional sense. It's, you need to witness it. It's something that you need to actually um, consume yourself,
2: right? Because I could say, all right, he encounters these goat horn headed dudes who put him on an altar, and he's part of a some kind of a, um, a ritual. And what's with the dude drinking the soda? Yeah, but, like take and, and cherry and cola.
3: So it's like well, this is all they had at the store. Like, man. It's, it,
2: it's a it's a ritual, but they all bring ceremonial drinks to the altar, and one has cherry cola, the other one has Spirit Zero, <laughs> because he's on a no carb diet. Yep. Uh, it's just it's strange, but but the thing that manifests from their ritual, and they have to drink the soda and spit it. On 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 the the redheaded boy, and the thing that emerges from him is this inky
3: creature. Johnny yeah,
2: it is very much a Johnny Ryan, but the uh, the uh, the leader of the the ceremonial magic. He's got something going on that goes a little bit deeper. A little bit, a little bit, because he's fetishing over this comatose. Naked boys. Um, and then, then the body's lifted off the altar and it's dissolved and it's transmogrified into something else. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's not a book that lends itself well to language. That's all I could say. Um, you just need to read Goat Herded. Need this, like David said, you need to experience Goat Herded because it's, It's, it's an art object on the one hand and it's a, there's, there is a narrative here, but it's, it's, it's the combination of the two. It's the story and the pictures that, um, will, will, minus the font, will will lead you to some kind of conclusion that probably won't be anywhere near the conclusion of anyone else that read this. That's the, the, the good thing about this book is that you can interpret whatever's going on here in a multitude of different of ways. I thought this was great. Like I had not heard of Every Hill at all right. before this. And they gave us two uh, previews to check out. The other one was Ghosts, Etc. by um, George uh, Wilesol. I won't get into that because I want to go deep on that next week. But Pencil In... Avery Press on your, your list of publishers, cause I think they're one to watch. Like I said, both of these books, Ghosts, etc., and, uh, Goat Herded, would have been perfectly comfortable in the Picture Box library. That is huge. Yeah. Pra- That's yeah. huge praise coming from me.
3: I'd agree with that. Because
2: Picture Box is pretty much untouchable in, in my estimation, and these, these would s- just Seg into that uh, library seamlessly. I, I love this book. I can't
3: tell you what it was about. Can you? But nothing <laughs> amazing happens here. So it's the, the last two panels, man. It's like everything that happens, and then you get spit out. And ooh, look at all that smoke. It's just it that that kind of just. There's a futility to
1: it, right?
2: Yeah, that, that all the experiences this, this, this being has, where he merges into the landscape, he experiences it firsthand, and then he's just manipulated, mangled, discombobulated, and, and just spit out, like David said. So, yeah, it's, uh, again, word, words fail. Just Just read this thing. Yes. Yeah. Do it. It's it's a very singular experience. I don't think I've read uh, anything within recent memory that approximates what's going on here. There you go. Ah, it's, is that a glowing recommendation? I say, yeah, because it's different. Different is good. Different is, different is good. Yeah. Well, you, if, you're, if you uh, subsist on a steady diet of Cap'n Crunch and somebody throws – you know something, uh, filet mignon in your way. You're going to be like, "Wow, this is." In in my my litany of experiences, this is very different than everything that I've come to know. And so that's what's good about this. I just can't interpret. I can't pretend to interpret what's going on here for anyone other than myself. Again, that's what makes this issue good, and it's called goat herded. Uh, once again, the writer artist is Chalo Fad. F-R-A-D-E, F- Chalo Fad. Uh, Avery Hill Publishing. Look it up. It's, it's pretty amazing. But that's, I'm glad David forced me to talk about this because, um, I pushed him to read it, uh, but it wasn't what I wanted to, uh, to talk about. No, what was that? I I have been increasingly enamored with the stuff that IDW is doing with the Walt Disney characters. I kind of held back initially because I thought, all right, this is going to be a, a quick flash in the pan, like boom, you know, we're going to see it for a couple year year uh, or two. And then it'll go away and another, another publishing house will get the rights to Disney characters. But the stuff that's coming out of IDW as far as the Disney characters is amazing. Have you guys been keeping up on it? Jason, I know no. you buy them for your kids, right? No, no. Oh, you don't anymore? No. Well, I'm not reading them, so. Okay. Um, package them up, send them to me. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I, Talked about a couple episodes, a bunch episodes ago, the persistence of Mickey. That uh, story where Walt Disney uh, encounters Salvador Dali, and they they uh, come to terms with a a movie, an animated film that they're making called uh, Destiny or Destino. And uh, I went on at length about it. It's a great little story. Just to refresh everyone 's memory, I want to give the creators credit. It was uh, written by Roberto Gagnor. The art by Giorgio Cavazzano and the anchor is Sandro Zemon. of course it's from it's the Italian uh, Disney characters, but this trade paperback contains the persistence of mickey it's actually the cover story, but it's not only the Italians, you get some Dutch. You get um, the uh, Danish Disney characters and Finnish and Norwegian. So it's uh, it's there's there's no um, contemporary United's there's no stateside creators in this issue, with the exception of a reprint, um, "A Lady in the Tramp." Yeah, "Lady in the Tramp" uh, reprint. uh, they're all foreign. There's a story in here that was written and drawn by Andrea Casti Castellan and colored by DigiCore Studios with Nicole and Travis Seitler. It's called Night of the Living Text. And it features Mickey and Goofy. And what it is, is it it plays with the the conventions of comics. Goofy has a bunch of... uh, He has a comic collection in his attic. And he he calls upon Mickey to help him organize his comics because he's got a lot of them. And the things that attack Mickey and Goofy are caption boxes. It's crazy! Uh, Mickey gets... Uh, knocked out uh, a, a big stack of comics fall on him and the the caption on the very next panel is soon after and mickey and, and doodle and, and um, goofy talk and mickey notices he's like why do i see a caption box and and the next panel the soon after is still the caption box and then the third panel soon after is still the caption box mickey's mickey's like what the hell so Goofy grabs a uh, a net, a butterfly net, and they try and ca- capture the caption box, and it runs away, and and they're going after it. You know, long story short, the caption boxes—it's like Night of the Living Dead. The caption boxes mm-hmm. start to inundate this Goofy's home, and the um, they like to the Italians like to break up. Their longer stories into chapters so uh, I mean th- th- there's some tropes uh, comic book tropes that leach into this story there's a there's a egg-headed professor that knows exactly what's going on there's a bubble-headed uh, damsel in distress, a blonde that enters the picture but when the chapters change you get a gigantic recap box and it says now Begins part two of our exciting adventure. And there's four paragraphs. And it says, read on if you dare. It's a big part of the panel. There's, uh, the, the, the splash panels, maybe like three quarters of the page. And the army's called in. And they can see the splash panel pay, uh, caption. They're like, holy crap! That's enormous. There's all these tanks in the city. And they see this caption box. And then the caption box, falls and blankets the army. It's nuts. Mm. I mean, this is meta to the nth degree. Like, this is the the conventions of, of comics eking their way into the storytelling. I thought this story was brilliant. And they know at the end of the story, you know, Mickey and, and Goofy persevere in the caption boxes. They find a way to stop the caption boxes. And um they enter a, a a reality where Mickey and Goofy kind of assume that they're nothing more than characters in a comic book
1: Mm-hmm.
2: that gets me every friggin time when that happens. Mickey says, this is surreal, like maybe we're characters in a comic book, and goofy goes hill and uh. Mickey says, I should contact a cartoonist. I'm sure my dream would make a great comic book story. And Goofy says, I just thought of something. How do you know it hasn't already made a great comic book story? Uh Sometimes these things have a funny way of becoming. And Mickey says, "Ah, let's just go to the soda shop before my head starts to hurt. This one story was worth the price, the entire price of admission for me. On this trade, and it's not expensive. It's it's full color. It's bigger than digest size, but smaller than the size of a regular comic, and it's only twelve ninety nine. And if you order it from DCBService.com, dot com, I think this thing cost me maybe eight bucks. Right. Total win. Total win. Because you get not only do you get Mickey and Goofy, you get Donald Duck and Gladstone Gander stories from Finland. And um it's loaded with Uncle Scrooge, you get Daisy Duck. Do- like I love the Disney characters again, not so much in the movies and the cartoons, but in the comics, I am such a mark for the Disney, especially Donald and Uncle Scrooge. but what i d w is doing these have never been reprinted in the United States, so we're getting this is a first look on a lot of this stuff, and uh, this is Walt Disney's comics and stories, but an addendum. Duck Avenger is amazing. I will talk about that some other time because I don't, I don't want to, you know, bogart the mic and just talk about IDW's Disney comics, but if it's not on your radar, it should be. IDW, Walt Disney comics and stories featuring Donald and Mickey, the persistence of Mickey trade paperback. Take my word for it. Just, if, if, anything I've ever said is connected with you in some way believe me get this book it is amazing. amazing amazing and you get the persistence of Mickey was like one of the best Disney stories I've read in like a long time
0: get it I'm does it come with a 10% discount on cryogenics no
1: <laughs> <You should. laughs>
2: I see Disney in the same way I see Stanley. A man who made uh, a career out of exploiting the work out of other people.
0: <laughs> no Which doubt. is why others I, others would say he gave them a career.
2: Yeah, that's true, but the hard work was done by the creative types. <clears throat> so,
3: um before I forget since I probably will. <laughs>
2: Dev is like, uh, we are not getting into the Stan Lee Jack Kirby thing again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no, we can. No, I don't
2: want to. I really don't.
3: Um, no, I know. We it's, don't. It's so obvious. Right um, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, getting back to, because Vince will love it, um, to conclude what I was telling Jason and Motor Girl, um, when Larry is abducted and on the ship and he sees the dog if you look at the shadow, I believe that's the alien So it's in the fifth issue it's at the end of the at the end of the fifth issue um, or towards the end but when Larry wakes up and he's talking to the alien and the alien reveals to be have a have a dog a cartoon dog but then um, the dog flips him off. There's a shadow there, and I think that that's that, that. That's why I think that's that's why the characters see what they want to see or what they believe the alien to look like when it really isn't what what the aliens are. So that is it for Motor Girl for this week. You know, it's Jason.
2: Jason's being extremely lenient with me because oh, yeah. if you remember, I said that Terry Moore's next series.
0: That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yes, you oh, did. I forgot. You absolutely. Did.
2: Yeah. No, I just want to bring that to your attention. But um, then I saw the first issue. And I'm like, Nah, I'm not reading this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, didn't you give uh, me your word?
2: I yeah. I did, and I will read it if you want me to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, w- I will. I you know I'm supplicating. I'd myself. rather
0: make you go back and read Echo or something.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking Rachel Rising is the one that's going to click. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the horror book, and it's long-running. That's a long-standing one. His books have had such different lengths. Yeah, yeah. He was going to do this book right after he finished Echo, and then another creator had told him that they had a very similar idea in mind, and the book was imminently launching. So he held off, and then that book never hit the stands. So... Who's to say if we would have ever gotten Rachel Rising in that case? Right.
2: I think he's a very good illustrator. I just... His, That's what you always say about Yeah, him. his stories just don't connect with me.
0: Well, it saddens me a bit that he's going back to the Strangers in Paradise well. And not saddens me because I'm not looking forward to reading more. I am. saddens me because I think I've seen... I've, I've I've read and heard enough interviews with him over the years to know that he wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't a financial necessity for him.
2: Right, right, right. And that was the thing with Strangers in Paradise. I bought the whole series. I read it. I enjoyed it, but... I, I think kachu is probably his best creation.
0: Sure. Well, I, I think Strangers in Paradise is phenomenal. I, I read... I started reading it right about at the time it was getting ready to wrap up and bought those phone books right. that they were popular and, and read all of the phone books in a few-week period. So I shotgunned that series, 10, 10, 10, 12 years worth of it, no matter of a month or two. And, and I, I think it's a phenomenal series. I, I genuinely do.
2: I just think – is it David, the the male? Mm-hmm. I think he's pathetic. Yeah. I think it's just pathetic. Well, but that's the character. Though. I know, but it's just like, dude, you, he's he's defined by these two women. It's just, I I just don't get it. I I, I don't I, I don't understand being that enamored with someone that you would just lay yourself out there like that. I don't get it. It's completely alien to me.
1: I hear you.
0: It's how like how I feel about the uh, twenty something unmotivated hipster characters I, I've never they always bother me yep, yeah
2: all right, we bring this one home
0: in your travels
2: in your travels bitches
0: all right, everybody,
2: as usual, this episode has been brought to you by discount comic book service DCBService.com. dot com get your comics for a fraction. Of the cover price, such as from Dark Horse, Matt Wagner, Grendel Tales, Omnibus Trade Paperback, Volume 1 for $12.49. From Boom, The Planet of the Apes Archive, fingers crossed. Hardcover, Volume 1, $24.99. And from Valiant, Secret Weapons, Number 1, $1.99. $1.99. Yeah. In your travels. I uh this was one of the very few books that I actually uh contributed uh, to the Kickstarter and it has found a home at Fanographics. It's called um Love L O V F Love by uh Jesse Reclaw. And like Goatherded, this is not a book that can be easily described. The cover reads, an illustrated diary of a man literally losing his mind. And that's what it is. Uh, it may drive David a little bit crazy, because while it is sequential art and therefore comics, there are no panel borders. Each page is like a memory map. There are incidents in the story that converge and butt up against each other and are uh, delineated side by side with other incidents in the book. And there are asides, mental asides, that, that just kind of sink into the story from other places uh, I think the art is absolutely stunning um Reclaw has a bit of will elder in him in his character design and execution uh it's dark it's very it's it's simultaneously dark and very colorful it's much like the way that I work, which I don't know if, if you've seen my stuff um it it kind of looks like. A little like my st- and that's giving myself a compliment, which maybe I don't deserve. But um, it's it's a it's a an, a sketchbook that Reclaw took with him on the road as he descended into madness, and he loses people that mean things to him. Um, some um, just go away. Some die, and his his mind kind of shatters, and he just desc- he he captures it all. In the pages of this sketchbook, uh, it's, it's hard to read, difficult to read. It's not a pleasant, pleasant story. Uh, but visually, it's one of the most exciting things I've come across. Uh, because like I said, the images just kind of like converge on each page. No panel borders, just flat out drawing, um, each page is an experience. The best way I can describe it is the pages are memory maps. These are all things that have occurred to Reclaw, and he gets them all down, but I'm sure they make more sense to him than they do to the reader. Right, right, right. But it's 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 a worthwhile read just to to because it approximates a mental state, and and you can see it degrading as it, as it goes. It it starts fairly conventionally like there there is a panel board around the first page or two but then it all just kind of melts into process and um experience and but the visuals are they're just stunning. It, uh, buy it. It's um fanographics. Again, I I can't really tell you everything that goes on in here because it's it's an it's a it's a disturbingly personal tale it's it's one man just dissolving and capturing the dissolution of 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 his self on the page but it's it's on um matte paper which is very um welcome no gloss here fanographics 1699 trade paperback it is worth 10 times that that price the 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 art is just gorgeous they're they're painting they're drawing slash paintings on every page like he'll go in with it with marker and it looks like uh, acrylics on some and and he he does all the type is is hand drawn and it's very um, it's a very emotional work I, I can't recommend it highly uh more i can't recommend it enough is what i wanted to say love l o v f and I, I have a sneaking suspicion that the f used to be an e like the bottom um cross uh the bottom vert, horizontal on the e fell off and mm-hmm. that that's why it's become Love but it it's it it's grist for the the brain it's it's stuff to to think about it's really really well done get it
0: the illustrated diary of a man literally losing his mind
2: yes and normally i would i would give it the old hairy eyeball at the word literally used in there but it works i think in in conjunction with what he's doing it's it's a literal it, it just read it you'll see
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, and your travels. Um, I had something else planned for this week, but then that happened. I, I, uh, yeah. Then, then the mail came uh, <laughs> the other day, and I had forgot that I ordered this um, many, many can't. months ago. Uh, twelve issues total in this trade paperback. Uh, starting off with oh yeah the new Teen Titans annual number no. two and then the first <laughs> 11 issues of Marv Wolfman's Vigilante. You and Mario were both very excited about this. Yes. Uh, and, uh, Hassan read, read it as well, read the first few issues and says that it still holds up. Um, I, there are, it's, it's weird and, and it's, Um uh, Sentimental, and it's because of where I was when the my character was introduced and, um, trips to Massachusetts to visit my grandparents. There's a whole thing. It's, it's very much, it's not just what's, what's on the page and what the stories are about. There's, there's a whole thing involved when it comes to me and the Vigilante and the New Teen Titans. But this is, uh, this, this is a really good looking package. They naturally, and, and not surprisingly use the cover of the first issue that, uh, that, that posed by, um, Keith Pollard of The Vigilante across the, uh, standing above or in front of, uh, newspaper headlines where, um, the world is just not right. Um, and, uh, if you, yeah, so it's, it's, it's the character's first appearance from that annual and then uh and then the beginnings of uh the ongoing series it was um retails for 29.99 you should not have to pay that no matter where you get it from uh but you have art in here by um what's this called vigilante um it's it's vigilante by marv wolfman volume 1 dc trade paperback um okay Art by Keith Pollard, uh, George Perez, obviously. Chuck Patton, there you go, Vince Ross Andrew, because he did a couple of issues in the, uh, before the first year. Um, Don Newton, yay. Uh, Pablo Marcos is an anchor, Dick Giordano is an anchor, Romeo Tangal, Mike DiCarlo, Rick Magyar, Dan Adkins. Um, it was, it's, it's going to be quite the, uh, who strolled down memory lane for me? I, um, I remember when the issues came out. Um, at the time, the subject matter may have been a little mature for me. So I'll, I'll, uh, be reading some of these stories with at least a different perspective. Um, I love cause that, way, right? Because of the way the world is now. So, um, yes, no, it's great. It, it's because I mean, yeah, there are plenty of stories that we're going to be able to read that we read growing up. Um, that we obviously read with rose colored glasses. But uh, if there's some things where like if, if you were eight years old, when you first read the dark Phoenix saga, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, that that's, that, that's attractive. And, and it's all, it, it's a feast for the eyes, but you may not actually get where, where Claremont was, uh, was going or at least trying to take you. Um, so yeah, that definitely, if, if you do, Read something that you first read when you were much younger and hadn't revisited too often. Uh, it, it definitely, like Vin said, it, it's it's great, and I'm going to um, have quite a bit of fun reading this trade and rereading some of these issues.
2: It's nice when you because when you read that, you were like what pre 20 right 11 yeah. oh god yeah yeah and it's just you 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 probably didn't connect with a lot of the things that Wolfman was bringing to the table. But now experience has seasoned you and and you get it and it's just like, oh my – I didn't see that back in the day. That's what I'm hoping happens with the Planet of the Apes uh, from Boom because when I read that, I was 10, 11, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure I didn't get a lot of it. Other than the fact that there was apes versus versus humans and whatever, mm. but um, I love when I revisit old work, and it suddenly clicks, and it, I, I I can admit I didn't understand a lot of Howard the Duck when it was coming out. I couldn't,
1: Okay. right? All right.
2: But now it you look back on it's like yeah, this is this is one of the greatest comics ever published.
3: Yeah. I think what what's also I, the whole it's it's I, I I talk about what how I feel about the character with the character means, but I it's there are even even the simple costume it's a, it's like the anti Jack of Hearts because you have there's <laughs> there's I mean Perez was smart enough where he he does the the striping on the sleeves so the the costume is completely black so there's no detail there's no it's it it, there's no leather there's no blue effects there's no it's not like it's a batman outfit or there's there's no there's no tone there's no definition you don't see anything except all this black except where you have the the blue stripe on the arms that will let you know where the shoulder, where the bicep—it's just—it's fucking simple and it's smart and it works. And here's a dude who just—he's not—he doesn't have a big old skull on his chest, letting you know, you know, you might be able to see him in the dark or Batman with the, with the yellow around. It's just, but it—it's, yeah, the the belt is is yellow, but uh, it it's it's a costume. It's it's a look that just has always just stuck with me, and and I know that, you know what they did with Adrian Chase on that airplane with the peacemaker and it 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 that bothered me at the time um just because i like the character and and then they 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 brought the vigilante character back again uh not Adrian Chase but in the pages of Death Row. and it's just it, it's but yeah i mean it all goes back to so it it'll be interesting because this one has it's not just oh i read that story back when you know i was 12 and i'm going to read it again 30 years later this is there's a lot more there's a lot more baggage on on this right,
1: with me right
2: right you love that character that makes me happy that you connect with the character so strongly that you know vigilante it's one of the ones that you, you just you always mention like that's one of your favorite characters it yeah. is true yeah mm. I'm proclaimed
0: yeah <laughs> jason what well in, in keeping with the idea of trying to recapture the magic of one's youth in reading comics. The long dark period of the Terrigen cloud is behind us now. (laughs) And we're getting a complete line wide reboot, a much needed line wide reboot of the mutant X universe. Uh, I for one am welcoming, welcoming our new overlords. Um, now, there's been three of the relaunch books out already, and those are X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue, and Weapon X. We probably don't need to rehash the horrifyingly embarrassing undertones of X-Men Gold from Arty and Saif. Thank who's you. has been fired from Marvel, and uh, probably we don't need to say anything more. I'm sure everybody's... If you were interested in all in the news, you're probably already aware of it. But in terms of the issue itself that's probably of the three i thought the the strongest start uh in the sense that they, they get a couple things really right which is i, I like the team it's a, um it's largely a team comprised of of bird claremont um x-men it's nightcrawler colossus storm kitty who's the leader by the way and then Wolverine, although it's in this case Old Man Logan, but it is Wolverine, and then Phoenix, but in this case it's it's Rachel. Um, but I, I like team makeup. Uh, unfortunately, Syaf's off the book because I thought his art looked very good. Uh, I don't know if they've. I, I've not yet seen. I don't know who they replaced him with, uh, if they did replace him. But uh, we'll have to we'll see how that plays out. But they start off strong by fighting Terrax, which is pretty cool. Uh, and this is, it's not perfect in particular. there, Saif has no idea what a baseball game actually looks like. Uh. So he, he, they try and recapture the, the love of that, of that Claremont run. When after an adventure, they would take some time at the pool or they would play a baseball game and they have that in here. So I love the, the, I give the writer a lot of credit for, for this out, for this moment. I, I don't, think it was executed that well visually but I still like that that's the kind of tone that Guggenheim is trying to set here uh, and yeah I came away generally well, well disposed to this one I, I think it's uh, it's them being out in public trying to be heroes again uh, it's also them training some younger mutants uh, we get some much needed closure between Colossus and Kitty and uh, I hope for this one uh, and we get a reveal at the end of the presumed big bads of the first arc, which are the. Well, I'll just come out and say it's it's a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, but it's a new group of evil mutants. Some clearly rec- they don't name who they are; they just show a splash page. But some clearly uh, are legacy characters that have joined the team, and then others appear to be completely new to the mix. So I, I like that. I think that's a nice way to introduce a team is give us a little bit of the old and a little bit of the new. So thumb up for X-Men gold, uh, in spite of the unfortunate underlying controversy there, uh, X-Men blue, I would say is probably of the three, the one that got the most general acclaim from, from comic readers. It seems, um, beautiful, beautiful, Art Adam's cover, uh, but when is Art Adams cover? When is there an Art Adams cover that's not beautiful? It's true. This is, this one is written by Colin Bunn, who was writing one of the, the, the pre launch books, the, the prior series books, with art by uh, Jorge Molina and Matteo Bufani. And I'm a, I'm a massive Molina fan. I, I love his work. He's another Art uh, Adams clone, uh, much like Bradshaw. Um, but I do like it very much. Um, he does an interesting thing in this book, drawing Jean Grey. He gives her, Almost a manga look, big, very, very big, oversized eyes, uh, much different than the way he draws everybody else in the book. Uh, so it has to be a conscious choice. It's an interesting choice because I don't know that I've seen Gene drawn that way very often. But the, the conceit of this book is that the five young X-Men, the original X-Men that were brought forward by Beast during Bendis's run, are back together in this book, adventuring around the world. And they are now aligned with Magneto. And it's they're essentially a strike force. They're going out and they're taking out the the big threat, bad mutants in the world. So in this first arc, they and and this is playing at the nostalgic heartstrings. They go up against Black Tom Cassidy, and who is Black Tom Cassidy usually partnered with? Oh, Juggernaut. Juggernaut, exactly. And the Juggernaut is big, bad, and pissed off because he's pissed that Xavier's dead. He's pissed off for lots of other reasons. So, uh, just just a classic a classic X Men story. Uh, I, I I liked it a lot, but I I hold against it that it's the younger versions of these characters still, which is unfair because they've been around a long time now, and I just need to get over it. But um, where this where this portrayed as a flashback to. Their earlier days, I'd probably have enjoyed it a bit more. And they, the reason I said this wasn't my favorite, even though it probably was the most critically acclaimed of the three, is because of the last few page reveal of a character that's apparently going to join them. And I'm not feeling that character. I'm, I'll leave it to you to find out who it is, but I, it's not a character that I'm 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 clamoring in any way to see more of. Um, and then Oh, you know I love Wolverine, <laughs> but you're not exactly wrong though. I'll mm. leave it at that. Is it Dakin? No, although oh. I, would, I would like that. I would like that actually. <laughs> that would I would mind that. Okay, and then the last, but but not least for me, but the one that's I, I'm struggling with the most for a reason. I think my boys here will understand is Weapon X. Now, anytime you're coming up with a new series and on the cover is my girl Domino. It's a book I'm going to read. Uh, so they had me at Domino, but as is apparently the case for the rest of my living days, Marvel loves Greg land and Marvel mm-hmm. g- gives Greg land big books. Mm-hmm. And so this is written by Greg Pak, big fan of the Pock and it's art by Greg land. Now I will say, It does appear that Greg, in this book, uses less photoref than we've become accustomed to him doing. So that's good. He does a lot of actual drawing in this, and I'm fine with that. But it is still, when you get to the facial close-ups and stuff, the, the Greg Land... Screen cap images that we're oh so used to. But, but that, putting land aside, and I put him in a neutral camp at this point. I can accept his art. I, I'm not appalled by it. I, I would prefer a book not be drawn by him, but I, it's, it's not a deal breaker for me, especially when it's characters I love. Uh, so this is, it's not necessarily breaking new ground. Weapon X, the Weapon X program is back. And for whatever reason, we'll soon find out, they are looking to take out the, Uh, I guess you would say the the most successful prior experiments. So, of course, they're going after Logan, going after Sabretooth, They've gone after Lady Deathstrike. Uh, We don't see Domino or Warpath in this first issue, but they're listed as team members, so I'm sure we will see them soon be uh, taken out by, or at least potentially taken out by by the Weapon X program. Uh, And the new villains are cool because they are, in essence, um, I don't know if they're—they didn't call them sentinels, but they're cybernetic creatures that wear the husks, human skin husks, to mask their appearance until they're ready to hunt their prey. So the opening salvo is old man Logan hanging out in the woods, and a, 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 a two young hikers, a male and a, a female, a couple, are, are wandering through the woods, and they come across them on the trail— and ask him for directions, and he gives them. And now anyone that's read Wolverine understands that he has preternatural senses. So uh, it's not quite spider sense, but he can smell when things are off. He can get a sense of when things are off. He just sees them as a a young human couple, and then all of a sudden they morph into these killing machines and, and almost take him out. And they do nearly kill him. And it freaks him out because there was just no sign of it. They smelled normal. They smelled like humans. They had human heartbeats. So it was a total, total, bull over his eyes job, and uh, so that's pretty cool. So again, I don't know if they're sentinels. I don't know if they're just other another type of creature, uh, but they remind me more of of, of reavers or a, 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 that kind of thing, a Donald Pierce kind of thing. But but either way, uh, they they are the uh, the instruments for Weapon X at this point. And so takeaway on this book is I I, I love the characters involved, um, but I don't think the idea of of these characters being under siege by weapon X or project X or, or whatever the weapon plus program, whatever you want to call it. There's been a lot of iterations of that story over the years. It's definitely just like going to space and or time traveling to a apocalyptic future. It's, it's one of the X-Men tropes. So it'll all come down to the execution of the story because they're not breaking new ground with the trope itself. Um, and, uh, we'll have to see how land draws domino because, that's going to ultimately decide whether or not I throw this book into the fireplace or keep it. (laughs) Uh, It's so funny. Well, it's funny because as we're doing this episode, uh, Jonathan Gordon posted on our Facebook group, what characters we love so much that we will and do read even horrible stories featuring them. Um, and we just power through it. And I think for our generation, the answer to that was a lot of characters for a long time, right? I mean, we, we, yeah. I think we, if you were a hardcore Marvel or DC or in our cases both, you read the titles to read the titles and you pretty much didn't want to not read the titles even when they were bad. You just sucked it up. Um, these days for me, it's, it's Domino, Wolverine, and Phantom X. I I'd seemingly read everything that they're in no matter what. And if I'm being honest, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that they're in sometimes isn't very good, but I live with it. So I don't know if you guys have some thoughts on that hard for you now, Vince, you used to have lots, but I don't know that you do anymore.
2: Yeah, it's rough. Um, I
0: mean, you used to be all it used to, re, you had every Batman issue, every Superman issue. It seems like you would fantastic four, but I guess that's not even here. It's not fantastic. 4 doesn't exist right <laughs> now. So.
2: Hard to read fantastic Four these days. Right. Uh no, the, the the oh spawn, yeah, the uh, dragon.
1: Mm-hmm. The the
2: obvious example.
0: <laughs> wow, let me write the fuck <laughs> off. Why don't you?
2: No, Jesus. Don't, those are <laughs> two books that I've see. I, I can't play into that because those are two books I currently
0: dropped. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. It, I
2: used to read Spawn no matter what because uh, I love the character. But McFarlane has this attachment to. Kodransky, and I just don't understand it. The book looks like he, he, Kodransky was on it for years, a long time, and, and, uh, okay, we got John Boy Myers, it's gonna look good now, and it's, and it was great, and then Myers went away, and now, uh, there was a mini renaissance of Spawn, and then he went back to Kodransky, just because the guy can get stuff in on time, but the book looks like ass, and I'm just like, I'm not paying for this anymore. And, I, just, Savage Dragon, I just enough. I just had enough. <laughs> yeah, I've read it for what two hundred and almost two hundred and fifty issues, and it's just it's enough.
0: So is there... But the, is yeah, there a character? Yeah, Commandy.
2: Okay. And and I mean, I, that
0: that is true, but that that benefits from the fact that there's so rare rarely new Commandy material.
2: Right, and unfortunately, the new commanding material is not all that great so far, mm-hmm. but. I would say... One well, man thing, right? Yeah, man thing.
0: You Howard know, the Duck? I mean, I, I know that all the Howard Duck incarnations post the original have not been pleasing to you, but I feel like you've tried them all. But I, I guess have, you haven't kept with them.
2: No, I have, right. But, you know, this... It, it. It. I think this further illustrates me abandoning my old principles because, yeah, I would read a Howard the Duck series without question, but this Zadarsky thing, one issue and I was done.
0: I right, same here.
2: Yeah, and the man thing I should have followed him. Oh, that in, was in the pages. <laughs> oh no, I'm not talking about that. Oh. Uh, didn't man thing pop up in the pages of Thunderbolts? Yes, I should have read that, but I didn't. Is Doctor Strange, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that I will read because yeah, I, he's
3: doing it. He's doing it well. Aaron knows how he's doing
2: because it's Jason Aaron, right? You know he's he's going to honor the. To, to doing still it. it and doing, <laughs> it, doing it well. <laughs> How common. about
0: you,
3: David? <laughs> uh, well, I can't say Spider Man. No, I can't either. I was gonna, but I can't. Right. And I can't say. Well, I was, if it was still going on, I can't say Fantastic Four. Um, it would have been Superman. It would. There really isn't right now. I mean, I am not. I will. I eventually. I, I think Clone Conspiracy is like might be half off and it's still way too much and I want to spend on it. So um but there's some Spider-Man stories that I still haven't read. And I, I so, no, there are. I don't I don't I don't think there's anybody. I mean, there's
2: it used to be a lot easier when comics were a dollar or less. But now it's, it's it's right. I mean, I
3: remember putting up with crap. Um, it was a I'm rough road for depletionist in me, or just um, hoping it would get better. But it just no. I, I there's there's no reason for me to stick around if if I'm not feeling something. I think right.
0: industry wide that has changed. Yeah. I, I I do feel to your point, we and we all lived this, and I, I feel like it was the norm. I, I think you, we, so many of us were. The reason this hobby is a collectible hobby is because we were complete completists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We wanted every every issue of a run that mattered to us, and that still does drive a lot of the collecting component of the hobby. And that has seemingly changed, even with the old timers like us, in that whether it's budget, and I guess that does play a big part of it, or time or accessibility, it, it does seem like people now, the, the industry has, has gotten us off that teat. Yeah, yeah, And I think it's a combination of cost and the constant renumbering and the constant shifting of creative teams and the rebooting. I think that's all played in the, way, the writing for the trade. I think it's just become a lot easier for people to jump off books, and that inherently makes it easier to, or less likely to jump on, so... That's why number ones do well because everybody puts their foot back in the water because they have nostalgia for characters. But it's a it's not, it's not a it's a it's it is a high bar to stay with it though. Yeah, you know.
2: I was going to say in the past, it was a rough road if you were a Captain America fan. Uh-huh. Captain America was
0: bad for a lot yeah, I mean, that, a lot Darryl, of years. I don't know if you posted that in our group or the Taylor yeah. Network or both, but. Daryl listed all the major runs of captain America and said there aren't too many ask yes everyone what was their seminal run but making the point there really aren't that many I, I I'm hugely nostalgic for the Grinwald run yeah but that wasn't good comics it was I was in the right age and I thought it was fun and I I love things like the serpent society and we all remember him turning into a werewolf but but that, that it wasn't yeah good. I don't know if you can say that wasn't good comics it, well maybe it, it, it was I I like, I like them but I don't know that that was a they were, but that so wasn't a run evocative of right. It it wasn't of Matt, man of Miller, Massa Kelly, Daredevil, or writer. It wasn't or, man
2: without a country.
0: No, right. I mean, that's right. a great run. And so I I think like for Captain America, I, I do think the similar run is 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 I mean, Brubaker. I think that's
3: yeah. For a lot of people, it would be, um, especially since what happened in it is is lasting, especially with bringing Bucky back. Um, Captain America would have been my pick for a while. Hell, Daredevil would have been my pick for a while until um, the fucking armor. But you had the uh, <laughs> uh, the um, but the Teen Titans. though. I, I mean, you absolutely, absolutely. But even then, you even haven't read then, Titans in years. Even then happen. the Titans hunt went on way too long, and then they brought in the Team Titans, and it was just it it, it became messy. But when um when when they brought it back, when when Johns. Was writing, um, the, the Teen Titans, and you had the McCone art, uh, and, and you had The Outsider, so you had Rainey and, and Matt Clark working on that book. Um, I came back for that. It, Batman and The Outsiders, I pretty much was with for the entirety of it. It, it's, but it's, um, it was probably Fantastic Four was the, was the book where I realized I, don't need to keep buying this. It, it was it was after Burn left and it was it was probably um, De, De Falco. around the DeFalco. Yeah, it, it, it was early in that run because I was just no. like, I don't, and then, and but I would keep every time they'd make a change, I'd come back and I devoured the hell out of the late Ringo stuff. And, and then what was, JMS comes on. Yeah. Then, what was the character? The
2: Indian digital guy. Was it Khalid? That Defalco created. He was. He had a turban. Jinder Mahal. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. That
3: I do. What I'm trying to. Yeah. I think oh, it
2: was yeah. Khalid. And and he was. It's just like I could not believe.
0: Oh, speak. Not to get on the tangent of a tangent, but speaking of old Fantastic Four, uh, Monsters Unleashed number one came out this week. Yeah. And their housekeeper. Well, their their caretaker. Their teacher. I'm, I'm misspeaking, The the. Kid Kaiju's teacher is Herbie.
1: Oh, God.
0: Great. No, don't be like that, dude. You, th- th- I've read this issue and thought if Vince wasn't out of his self right now, this, you'd, you'd be gushing about this issue. What does
2: that even mean, out of myself?
0: <laughs> You're in that mode right now about how Marvel can do nothing right and it all sucks, but just like you were a few years ago at DC and we were making fun of you then and said, you'll be reading DC again someday and you'll seem, it'll feel silly that you were so dismissive of DC and you said, no way, never going to happen. Sold all my Batman comics to Campbell. And now you're living the DC, you will have a a Renaissance moment. And I'm telling you, when you do, you will be at like books a million or wherever the hell you go in three or four years. And then you'll say, Hey, I was at books a million and I picked up all these trades for like five bucks a piece. And I picked up monsters unleashed and it was awesome. All these Kirby monsters, and Herbie, and Elsa Bloodstone, and they brought back the Intelligentsia. I'm telling you, you, were, you this first issue you would have gushed about if it, if you were an anti-Marvel right now.
2: If you swapped Herbie for Agatha Harkness, maybe. Oh, get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. What do you mean nonsense? The Intelligentsia.
0: Uh, you- oh my god. Right? Can we go back and listen to I'll how much into you picked about the intelligence? I'll, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. You do acknowledge that you loved the intelligence. I do,
2: life. I do. But I don't. Herbie, like I never loved Herbie.
0: Well, Herbie's just a supporting character. He's on two or three panels. But I thought, oh, that's cool. It's a nice little homage from it's, Bun. It's not cool. Oh my God!
3: And her was encased in stone.
0: <laughs> I apologize, Cohen, if you listen to this. But I do, and,
2: you know, get back to your your uh, characters that you'll read, no matter what. I do have one.
0: Gold Digger. Well, I,
2: I always buy that. <laughs> the Legion. you have two. The Legion.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, I will buy. It. I think
0: that's. I think a lot of people, because Legion doesn't come out all that often. When it does, everybody that loves the original Legion stuff and the Levitt's Legion stuff comes back to every reincarnation and sticks with it for various amounts of time.
2: I stick to it till the end because I love the Legion. I want to see them succeed, but more often than not, they don't.
3: Yeah. The Legion's a good one. I'd probably go with that. one. Yeah. I, um, I don't even think I could say the Punisher cause I still never read the, uh, the angel storyline.
0: No, you could say the Punisher. You, yeah, you can skip one. It, it, it's not. I every single. Appearance. I
3: know that, but I'm saying it. It's how not. lenient
2: right. he is with you and not me.
3: <laughs>
2: Wait, what? No, y'all. Oh, yeah, Dap. You can skip as much as you want, buddy. Because you could. You that's you. But I I poo poo on one fucking Herbie appearance, and I'm I'm no, no, dead.
0: No, no. I this is how this is how how much oh, you've got me bicklemented yeah. about this stuff. As I'm reading Monster Unleashed, the first issue, I'm thinking. As I'm reading it, I'm thinking, it's a shame. Vince would love this issue if he actually gave it a try. I'll give it a try. Okay.
2: For next week, I will talk about Monsters Unleashed. I'm going to have to read the mini
0: miniseries because... No, you don't have to. I didn't. All right. I didn't. They, they, they give you all you need to give, all you need to know. Okay. I'll read it for next week.
2: Okay. Boom. Hold all me right. to it. Cool. Monsters Unleashed,
0: number one. I gave you the big reveal, though, so I hope that's...
2: That's fine. With, okay. with, with Herbie.
0: No, not Herbie, you pile. Herbie's <laughs> Herbie's not herbie. Fucking Herbie. You're a
1: bad. You're bad That's his next tattoo. Yeah, my next oh. tattoo's Herbie.
2: herbie. I'm, I'm oh, going to get it done. on my ass so oh. nobody sees Be it. You're a Herbie, I'm going. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, thank you for being here with us once again. If you enjoyed any of these shenanigans, please leave us an iTunes review or review somewhere else. We we don't care, we don't mind, because uh, it all adds up. It gets us um new listeners, hopefully, and that's what we're all about. It's just getting new people into the fold and loving the comics like we do. Uh In the meantime, come back next week because David loves you so much and he gets all weirded out when you're not here weirded. say good night
3: <laughs> david good night <laughs> david bravo ah,
2: you're so good at that
0: bravissimo yeah
2: we love you so much come back we'll be here
0: Got my eye
2: on you though That guy right there Who he that who he, is. he knows who he is He does He's got
0: my mind set on you Wow nice. good
2: music for a change
0: Right
2: That's <laughs> Doesn't often happen
0: I'm take
2: money oh, All money Bye <laughs>